What up, y'all? Welcome to Loud Mouth Stereo Podcast. This is a podcast where myself, Shan, from She Gets a Podcast, collabs with Greg from Young Black and Bothered, and we go ahead and we give you a great show. This episode, we're doing 30 for 30. Greg has a topic for 30 minutes. I have a topic for 30 minutes, and we get in it. All right, so enjoy and just hop right in. Go, it's on you. Well, y'all, welcome to Loud Mouth Stereo. My name is Shan from She Gets a Pod. That is Greg from Young Black and Bothered. We are two pack- podcasters that came to join forces for a few years now, and we've come on Stereo app to give you a show every Saturday. All right, you can find us on Twitter or IG. Hey, Greggy, he's not going to add you, so don't even think about no, no. it but he's on there on twitter is al sharp tongue okay there's a story behind that but we don't have time because we are doing a 30 for 30 tonight greg's going to have a topic we're going to discuss i'm going to have a topic we're going to discuss we're going to play messages there's going to be a good time if you're looking for us the actual podcast is on your favorite podcast app loud mouth with an f okay not your English teacher spelling, stereo podcast, and you'll see Greg and you'll see me. And we are in the festivities of the season on the cover. And uh, the same show that you have here, you'll have there by Monday morning. I promise. If you listen to the show, we want to know who's listening. So please leave a review, share the show, and let us know who you are. Again, you can find Young Black and Bothered on your favorite podcast app, and she gets a pod. And if you're looking for everything and anything regarding this podcast, you can check out shambipodden.com. All right? Give them your website, Greg. Oh, yes. Um, hey, Greggy. No, it's heygreg.io. So I took the hey, Greggy out of that one, just made it heygreg.io. It is okay. done. It is up and running, and I just now can refer people to that link for everything they need. Social media Love feeds, it. everything. So Love also it. have a and media it, kit now. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, and, and that's what I was about to say. If y'all have anything um, that y'all want to do as far as, like, promoting, uh, Greg has a media kit on his website um, where you can see all his stats and numbers and what his audience is. And I have a media kit on shambipodden.com. So if you have anything that you're selling and you're looking for a platform that can push it for you, let us know. Okay. Okay. Other than that, um, the merch is updated on Loud Mouth Stereo Shop with Teespring. So if you're looking for hoodies, mugs, masks, or um, a sweatshirt, because we could all use a sweatshirt to cover up our chest area, our back, and our arms, okay? And it's very comfy. Um, I ordered one. It should be here in two weeks. Uh, Sometimes it ships fast. I got uh, Drake's Everything Culture hoodie today. Um, So, yes, it's all available for you. What's up, Tara Diddle? Um, <laughs> but 
I have some um, podcast tips that I want to go over, and Greg wants to talk about parenting woes and things. Yes, yes. Um, mine will probably be quicker than normal because again, didn't this is something that you actually take notes on because I don't want to like overthink it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. for me, the parenting woes I have is now that my daughter is two. I'm learning way more information than I ever thought I was going to need. And the anxiety is through the roof. Um, when I say this, I mean, I like, I wake up in the middle of the night, just like, just thinking, I don't know if it's like a midlife crisis or if I'm just using the excuse of fatherhood, but it's like, oh, like something's like, it's just not sitting right. Um, and it could be retrograde because that's also a thing that's been happening, but I wake up in the middle of the night and I'll just be thinking. And now I like, I pray more and I've never been a big prayer. So it's like, before I go to bed, I just like pray. And it's like, okay, like I never really did that since I was like a little kid. But now that I'm like my father, like I go and I put her to bed and then, you know, give her a kiss and all these other things. And then I come into my room and when it's time for me to go to bed, I'm like, oh, like I just hope I wake up the next day so I could, you know, spend more time with her because now at 35, I'm seeing people who are like passing away and they're like 55, 57. Yeah. And that clock is like, okay, at 35, like these are men. I'm not comparing like women's ages and everything like that. It's like, oh, like what can I do to be around? Because mind you, say for example, like 57, I'm looking at somebody who recently passed away at like 57, like my daughter would be roughly like 23. Like that's not enough time for me. Like I would like to see her get married, have kids, be a grandparent, be there for them, make sure, like, honestly, she doesn't have to, like, search for an apartment, she can just stay with us and stuff for as long as possible, all those things, because of some, like, obligatory reason I'm still trying to, like, figure out on my own, and, like, that's just one parenting thing, but I want to kind of, like, dive, like, dive really deep into it, because so much has happened, and it's like, oh, like, I don't know if it, I'm trying to like verse it, but I don't know if all these things are like consequences or if it's just like me kind of like opening my eyes up a little bit more. So today I didn't even, I don't think I mentioned this to you at all, but I said, you know what, I'm going to take her out today. We're going to have another daddy daughter day. And then, you know, just as like, oh, I'll go with you guys too. So we go to the mall and we're, you know, we're driving up to the mall. I went to the mall too. Yeah, well, we, we tried. So what happened was we get to the mall and we like we're pulling up and it's packed. It's like fuck, like you know, it's gonna take us a minute to park. The like the line to get into the parking lots because you know most of these malls are like one big ass circle and you gotta wait for traffic to divert and all this other stuff. But long story less long, we're driving. We are looking for a parking spot and we see people running out of the mall, like no. fucking running out of the mall. And I'm telling Jess, I'm like, yo, like, we got to go. And she's like, well, can we just stop and ask somebody? It's like, no. Like, and I wasn't trying to, like, (laughs) get angry with her. But it was like, at the same time, it's like, she's not understanding the consequences of these things. And mind you, she, like, she works at a school. So it's like, okay, like, you should, like, the indicators are there, right? Like, people just, like, one or two people, you'd be like, all right, they might be shoplifting or something. But when you see fucking 20 people running through, like, away from cars, ducking and dodging them and shit, it's like, okay, something's wrong. So, 
I'm telling her, I was like, just like, let's go. Let's get the fuck out of here. And she's like questioning, like she's getting mad. Like there's like an argument that's happening between her and I, and I'm trying not to like flip off because it's like the reason why I'm doing this is because I know what it is because we've kind of been conditioned now to when there's like an active shooter, when there's something bad that's happening, everybody's usually running away from the situation, right? So if you see fucking 25 people running away from a mall, they're not running away from a mall because like there's zombies and shit. Like they're running because something's happening in said mall. So when she told me, she was like, well, Greg, like, let's stop, you know, let's stop somebody and ask. I was like, Jess, do you really think somebody's going to stop in the middle of fucking running away from a place to answer your question about what the fuck is going on? Would you stop? <laughs> like, because here's the thing. Imagine you stop and it's the person, like, you stop the person who's actually the fucking shooter. And you're trying to ask them questions. Like, that's my brain at this point now at 35. Like, I've seen too much. So now, like, life just scares me. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because, like, it's situations like that. I'm like, oh, like, God's, like, protecting us for a certain, like, you know, all of us. But for me, just in, like, my selfish way of saying it right now, like, there's a reason probably, like, we weren't there. Because initially I told her, I was like, let's go in the morning. I was like, I wanted to go. I like going to the mall when it first opens. I park it, like, you know, whatever time the mall opens. And then I'll sit. And then when the store's actually open at, like, 10 or 11, like, I go to the store I need to go to, get whatever I need to get, and I'm out. I don't like going anywhere like in the afternoon for reasons just like this so mm -hmm. it just dawned on me because mind you you and i talked about doing this episode like a month ago and life has happened i've had a lot of shit going on so it's like okay i've wanted to talk about this because it matters to me so i'm telling just i was like oh like that that happened for a reason today i don't understand what the reasoning is and it's like i probably will never understand why but it's like oh and ironically the place that i wanted to go we um at that mall they have pretzels that i like and only reason i ever really drive to this mall i do like a 30 minute drive with you know the baby and we just like we walk the mall and stuff i never buy anything out of the mall i just go for the fucking pretzels they have this uh place called what yeah wetzel's pretzels they're better than auntie Anne's pretzels they're fucking delicious and i'm like okay like it gets her out of the house we get to walk a little bit i can go and look at some stuff so i guess just like oh i can go with you guys and shop too so when it's happened, I'm like, oh, like, I'm already having, like, anxiety through the roof. I'm having, like, these, like, not, like, death thoughts, but it was just, like, oh, like, these life thoughts that I never really had before. And when it dawned on me when I first started having these thoughts was, honestly, like, about two years ago. When, you know, Skylar was first born and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, like, I'm thinking about being here, you know, forever for her. Make sure, like, I see my grandkids and my great-grandkids, seeing all this stuff. But then I'm seeing, like, you know, people shooting up malls. I'm like, oh, nowhere is safe. Like, home's not even safe because you never fucking know with that. So it's just, like, really worried me when it comes to just life. So mm -hmm. as a parent, I'm trying to figure out, like, where do I kind of, like, like, devote my attention to? Because I I've learned that the older that she gets, the more concerned about life I get which is crazy because I've, I've never been that way before. Like I have nieces, nephews, god kids and everything. But since she's been here, I've been thinking about that shit so much. And I'm like, I'm starting to get a little bit worried about it. I don't know how, you know, but yeah, go ahead. That's normal. And what's, what's usually weird to me is parents that aren't worried about that. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you 
not worried about this? How are you not thinking about this? Um, but yeah, that's normal what you feel and how you think. But like, that's, that's that. like for me, if it, it feels normal, but mm-hmm. also for me, it's kind of like with the anxiety and everything, I'm trying to figure out where I stand with the stuff because mm-hmm. it went from just like random ass thoughts about it to now like overzealous like anxiety about that shit. I was like, I might have to go to a fucking therapist about that because I'm sitting there like before I go to bed and I'm like, oh, like just let me wake up in the morning. Like that's how I've yeah. been like going and like I wake up and it's like a new day and I'm grateful and stuff like that. But I'm also like really like vigilant and appreciative of like my surroundings and things. Like look like little things I normally wouldn't care about, I do now. Like I park further away when I go places instead of parking immediately where we're at. Not because I like I care, but it's more so it's like, okay, I'm gonna park a little bit further away from the target and just walk a little bit more. Just, you know, do those things. Okay. Okay, so today I went to the mall mm. just like you. I went with my mom. Anya went with my friends to a birthday party and mm. I was with her dad. But at the same time, realistically, there was no parking close by. But usually I do park close by because as a woman, I'm always on the verge, even before I had kids, with I need to be in eyesight of multiple people. So I want to park closer. And by default today, I had to park further away because there were no parking options. But my mom was with me. And sometimes that can be a danger too. Having a child, getting a car, getting a stroller out, putting the stuff yep. in there, and you be so far away from doors, nobody can see you to help you, and you just taking a longer time to run to help. So yeah. you, I feel like what you're thinking and how you're thinking is understandable, but don't drive yourself crazy because the same things that can happen far away can happen close up and vice versa oh absolutely but like for me it's still like a it's not me like talking myself off the ledge it's also just accepting things i've become like more than a parent i've become like like a bodyguard for just like everything and it's her it's my mom it's my sister like i'm just like really fucking overprotective um, I do go and try to spend more time with family and stuff like that. So they can't say, oh, well, Greg, because you know me, I'm antisocial when I want to be. I just don't want to be around people. That's just my nature. But it only like recently came up. I was like, let me just start doing things with people. Then I thought about it when I was like, Yo, why the fuck am I doing all this? I'm going to people's outings that I don't want to be at. I'm going to functions mm-hmm. and shit. I'm caring. I was like, oh, like, is parenting making me care about things I normally wouldn't care about, like playgrounds and stuff. This is, I guess, another quick story. Um, and I thought I was going to make 30 minutes. I probably won't, but here we go. <laughs> I, I go to the playground. Um, we take the baby to the playground. And Jess is, you know, taking the stroller and shit out of the car. And actually, no, she was putting it back in the car. This is after we did the whole play and shit. So she starts up the car. Then she puts the baby in the car. Then she puts the stroller in the car. 
somebody's probably going to know where I'm going with this, but, you know, just indulge me for a second. Like, I kind of, like, go off on just, like, upset at the fact that you left the baby in the car to put the stroller in the car with the car, like, on. So somebody could just, like, jump in the car and, like, zoom, zoom the fuck up out of there, right? So mm-hmm. the reason why I thought about this stuff is because, obviously, I've watched a lot of Liam Neeson movies where everybody gets taken. Um, and I've also just, like, I've seen those articles where women are like, hey, you know, don't, like you said, don't park too far. Um, don't do um, back-end parking. Just drive head-in. And um, don't park next Come to Come on, head-in. Yeah, I'm like, there's so many things, and this is just me as a father. I'm seeing this shit. Like, today we go to go look at the dogs. We go and look at dogs because it was something for her to do to get out of the house. The pumpkin patch was closed because it was raining. So I was like, let's just go look for the dogs. And something, like, as small as a a grown man, who's a little bit older than the both of us, than Jess and I, he's walking, Mm -hmm. and he didn't get anything off the aisle. Like, Jess was walking down the aisle by herself, and I'm walking behind them because I'm looking up the price of something. And the guy's walking behind her, and then as he's walking behind her, he's looking at the shelves and shit, and then he turns back around. Now, mind you, she completely aloof about this shit. I'm standing behind her, and I see the shit, and I was like, oh, like, moments like this happen where, like, that that dad instinct comes in and I'm trying to explain it to her, but she doesn't get it because she doesn't have the same lens that I had at that moment. So she says to me, she's like, you don't have to be like overprotective about the store. I was like, no, like I'm overprotective kind of like everywhere now because inside the house protective, you know, I'm sorry, overprotective and everywhere else as well. So for me, I'm trying to grasp the concept of like slowing down a little bit with like just life and enjoying the shit which it's actually working out in my favor. I'm doing more things. I'm enjoying it. But I also am, like, really nervous because it's new. So I guess that's my, like, parenting woes as of right now. But, yeah. Well, I'll say this. When it comes to a woman and a baby or babies, it's the most frustrating thing to get children out of the car and get children in a car in a preventative manner because let's say let's say she's getting things out the car and stuff at a certain point you have to you'll you'll end up out of the car and your baby's in the car but Mm -hmm. what I always did even when I go get gas because I don't put nothing over anybody um, Mm -hmm. I I turn off the car and I take my keys with me, not in eyesight. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, my phone, I leave it locked in the car and I put mm-hmm. the gas. Even if my mom is in the car or the girl is in the car, I do that. What I mm-hmm. don't do is the stupidest thing that most people do is put the kids in the car, leave the car running, go in mm-hmm. And say, can I get 20 on pump, such and such? That's dumb. I don't care how old your child is, whether they're 7, 10. You leave them in a car running and you go inside to pay for something and their windows are down and they're on the iPad. They're not looking around them. You're dumb. And anything that happens, that's on you. Now, Mm -hmm. when you have a toddler or a baby that goes in like a, a stroller, 
when you pull up to anywhere, it doesn't matter if you backed in or if you went head first, pause. Mm-hmm. I would love but I don't have any. But if you park like that, you get out, you have to get the stroller. You want to get a stroller that can easily unfold and pop and lock in with one hand. That's why it's very mm-hmm. smart to think about being busy and trying to get a stroller out of car and get it in the car easily. Um, mm-hmm. A bag that fits under the um, basket of the stroller. Put mm-hmm. on the brakes of the stroller because you do not want a stroller rolling in the street. Um, get your phone in the baby bag. Women mess up when they try to have their purse and the baby bag. Use the baby yeah. bag as your purse with your kid. Um, put yeah. all the important stuff in the big part, not in those little pockets. Don't give yourself like a mini panic attack. Um, mm-hmm. And when you go back in the car, get the baby yeah have your keys in your pocket not in your hand not in the front seat because if you lock yourself out of a running car or a car that's hot and your baby's in there and the keys are in the front seat you're going to feel like an idiot Mm -hmm. so there's so much that goes into women being by themselves trying to get a baby out the car let alone if it's the both of you never assume somebody did something Always ask before you lock anything up. Um, And a lot of women cannot do two things at once. Me, now, I can't do two things at once. So if you're on Mm -hmm. the phone with me and I'm in the store, I probably go in to buy tape and water and I'll come out with a giraffe. You cannot talk to me while I'm in the store. I, you cannot talk to a lot of moms when they're trying to park a car and take kids out of it because they will leave the kid in the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. they uh, will leave a bag on top of a car. <laughs> oh, yep. Like, Jess, Jess has done it. Um, I've told her. I was like, you know, she, she she does things not knowing. When I say not knowing, it's because it's like, okay, like, you've lived in our area long enough to know. And it's one of those things where it's like, I just don't want her to be the example of the shit that I've been telling her not to do. Like, she'll, mm-hmm. she'll walk around and shit, purse be wide open. And I was like, no. Like, no. Not the key's in there. The, like, all this shit's in there. And it's like, you're not grasping, like, you know, somebody, especially, like, in a mall and shit. I'll give you a perfect yeah. example. My mom, walking through the mall and everything like that, she was like, like, I don't know what she did, but she, like, she put her phone down for a second and forgot it. Went to the store, uh, went to, no, it was, like, one of those phone wallets. Remember when that shit was cool when people Mama, had the phone, but it had like the wallet. You know, like, love that. Stuff. Don't don't do that shit. Like me, I had like the iPhone that has like the magnet thing on the back, so people like, oh, I can get a magnet that has everything on. Like you know, I can just put my wallet on the back of my phone. It's like yeah, but what happens when you take it out of your pocket and everything fucking falls out? Like you know, now you're without. Um, now new phones have it where like for me in Maryland, like I can put my ID on my phone. I can put my credit cards in my phone, so all that stuff is there. Um, I don't know if it's, like, being able to be validated, like, bars and shit like that, but it is possible to do this. But I told her, I was like, yo, you you have to be more cognizant. And it's not me, like, chastising her, but it's more so it's like, like, if I can see that as a potential problem and, like, a worst-case scenario, somebody else could as well. So what my mom did, and this was, God, this had to be over a decade ago, we go Black Friday shopping. 
we go Black Friday shopping no. at one of the biggest malls in in the city, and she has her phone with you know she thought she was cute. She had the phone with the wallet thing attached to it, all the credit cards on it. It was a thick. It was one of those thick ass like iPhone sevens with the wallet case thing on it. She goes mm-hmm. and she puts it down. You know, I guess she puts it down at the counter or whatever, pays for whatever she pays for, and forgets to pick up the phone. Now, how I don't know. Um, actually, no, I do. You want was it? No, we were at the. Where were we at? We were at Old Navy. You know how Old Navy is. Like they have those long ass yeah. counters, and you're putting your stuff up. So she's putting her stuff up, but she doesn't realize like oh, like people can just walk right past you, grab your shit, and keep on going, right? So. Yep. That's probably what somebody did. Went and just saw her, you know, just lay the phone down for a split second. It's fucking Black Friday. People are going to pick that shit up and keep on going. My mom has a panic attack in the mall because, like, everything was in there. All the cards. All the, like, only thing she had on her were her car keys. And it just, it brought, like, a flashback to me with Jess when I see her with, like, her purse open. I was like, imagine us even at, like, a Target or even at the mall. Like, you're pushing a stroller and stuff like that. That's cool. But... In my head, I'm like, okay, imagine you go to a mall, you're trying on shoes and shit, but your purse is fucking wide open in the back of the stroller. Like, you're not paying attention to the back of the stroller. Usually, like, you have your baby in the front of the stroller, so when you're, like, trying on your shoes, the shoes are, you know, you're trying them on, but the baby's right there. So you don't see the back of the stroller. And I told her, I was like, you have to start closing your purse. And even if you don't close your purse, put the shit closer to where the baby's legs are, because there's enough space in the undercarriage for that. It, it it hasn't clicked yet. So I was like, all right, like some people just have to learn by example and sometimes they have to be that example. But again, this yeah. is just me with like being that like overprotective like parent. Um uh, another thing since I'm on it, I guess like I haven't hit thirty minutes yet. I'm at like what, like nineteen. So when like when she gets older, um, I'll probably be more comfortable with this, but now I'm not. Her going and spending time with family without me closely monitoring. Love my family Mm. to death. But the way you treat your kids, you're not going to treat my kids the same way. Yeah. Like, I I would love for her to spend time with, you know, her uncle, my brother, and, like, his kids. But I know how I was raised around that family. And it wasn't the greatest. It got better because, like, I'm doing good in life. But before, you know, my younger brother, he told me once, he was like, because my mom and my father never got married. It was just like them two were together. And, you know, my father and his mother, my stepmother, they were together. So naturally, when I'm not in their house, I'm not around them. They were talking about me Mm. like a dog, right? So they're talking Mm. about me like shit. And naturally, it fell down to my younger brother. Well, my younger half brother, whatever you want to call it. I don't do the halves and whole shit. He just like my brother, right? So Mm. he was like. Yeah, like, you know, you're, you know, you're just like a castaway and, you know, blah, 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 blah. He was like, yeah, like, you know, dad just didn't. I was like, oh, this is a lot. That was like a lot of shit. It was a lot of shit that was said that I can't really like think about right now because I kind of like blocked it out my brain. But at the same time, yeah. I was like, oh, like whenever I have a kid, I'm not going to treat them like this. I'm not going to treat them like that. You know, the whole gamut. Like when I have a kid, I'm going to do everything my parents didn't do. And a lot of that has held true. But one thing that has stuck out is like when I go over there like and god forbid like they ever hear this episode they know it's the truth but when like I go over there and I visit I'm always there 
like, they can go and, like, they can take her upstairs and they can watch, like, Encanto or whatever the fuck they want to watch and spend time with her cousins and stuff, but I'm not leaving the house. I'm not going right. away. And it's not that I don't trust them. They just don't know how to parent my kid. My kid mm-hmm. will literally dart off in an instance. Um, more importantly, the way that they raise their kids, like, all right, like, yeah, like, if they fall, they fall. If, you know, like, kids, like, it'll toughen them up. I was like, yeah, but she, one, she's a girl, and two, she's two. Like, no, like, mm-hmm. for me as a parent, I told you I'm already overprotective, but that shit doesn't fly with me. Like, so I, I told her, like, just absolutely not. Like, my sister and I, like, we had a little bit, well, I had a little bit of beef with her for, this had to be, like, six months. Skylar, she was born in what, like, 20, was it 2020? And mm-hmm. she was born, what, July? So, around, like, September or October, n- newborn baby face and everything. I, no, she was either one. E- either way, this happened. So, I told my sister, I was like, you know, you can watch her. So, she, you know, she wants to watch her niece, so she spends the night at the house, right? My mom is over there. My sister's over there. And my mom calls me. She was like, I'm just letting you know this now so you're not upset. Like, you know, you know, my, your sister's dog scratched Skylar's face. And I'm like, was nobody fucking watching? Like, you, you have, like, mm-hmm. you, you're parents. You, you know that feeling. It's like, yo, like, I can't be there to, like, strangle the shit out of y'all for, not, like, not doing the one thing I trusted you with was my fucking kid, right? So not like she has a little, like, mark that's just, like, there on her face forever. And, like, it's gone away because she's gotten older and stuff like that. But for me, it was like, oh, like, for, like, six, eight months, like, yo, it was, like, really prominent, right? We're putting fucking aquaphor on it. We're making sure, like, we went to a doctor. I was like, yo, like, do we have to, like, take some skin from, like, her foot and put it on her face so that goes away and stuff? Because I'm like, like, that's not a beauty mark. That's something that, like, you as, like, her grandmother and her mom should have known, like, yo, like, one, he's going to be mad about it. And two, it's like, why the fuck weren't y'all paying attention? And it's not saying you need to be hands-on, but it's also, like, you know for a fact, like, you know, you've seen my daughter. Like, she will literally just get up, say hi to everybody, run around and stuff like that. But when you have a dog, like, their dog is, like, really rambunctious, just like the baby. So she's playing with the dog from what they told me, and I guess she's playing with the dog's toy. And naturally, dogs with their toy, they don't want people, especially things their size, doing that. So he went and, like, scratched her face. And I'm sitting I'm like, yo, like... I'm sitting there, I'll show you the photo after, and I was like, yo, there's no fucking way this happened. And me, like, being, like, a really dickhead parent, I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yo, like, like, this is gonna make my kid ugly, you know, like, when I say this, I'm not saying it, like, oh, she's not gonna be, like, who she is, but it's also, like, something, like, how do I explain that to her when she's eight? Like, how did I get this mark? It's like, oh, because your aunt and your, you know, your grandmother just weren't paying attention and, you know, something like that. And for a while, she just didn't like dogs. And I couldn't understand why. And then I thought about it. I was like, oh, like, she would go over to the house again, and she would see that dog. She's like, oh, yeah, like, I, I don't fuck with that dog at all. Like, absolutely not. And that's how people get traumatized by that stuff. So I'm telling my mom, she was like, well, Ray, you have to let, you know, certain things happen. And I was like, or I don't. Right? Like, <laughs> that, that's, yeah. So then this is my last point for this episode because, like, I don't want to speak too much on it. I'll definitely bring up stuff and, like, shooting the shit and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. My biggest parenting woe is the way my parents parented me. I took some, but not all. And all doesn't apply to my parenting. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, But for me, um, my, my biggest adversary in my parenting 
has been my mom. Um, and the reason why is like she wasn't a perfect parent. She wasn't a bad parent by any means. Like she taught me a lot of shit. But she also has this way of being like, you know, she makes the extreme out of every situation because that's her grandkid. And she, she likes she likes to she likes to start small fires and see them like burn up and see how high they can go. She does that shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what we did was because. I, like, I've, been, my entire life, like, walked on my tiptoes sometimes. It, it comes and goes, like, Ari you know. does that because her dad did it. And yeah. I'm always and, like, Ari, stop on your tiptoes. And she'd be like, I'm not. I'm just like, Ari, I just saw you. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, it's it's not something that I know I do. But, like, just told me, mm-hmm. oh, when we first met, like, I noticed you, like, you had a little bop to your walk. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, I, I get it. So, Skylar, naturally, the one trait she gets from me, that. So, she gets the, the thing, and Jess is like, well, I mean, we can go, you know, to the doctor, and we can ask them. The doctor's like, okay, well, what you can do is you can just have her, like, walk around the house and, like, just wear these shoes for a month. Just, like, you know, you don't wear the other shoes. Just wear these shoes that, like, structure, like, your ankle and everything like that to, like, keep it down so you're not walking on your, like, your tiptoes the entire time because it can mess with, like, a kid's tendons and stuff like that over time, right? Now, mind you... Nobody knew about all this shit in 1987 when I was born, right? So I'm trying to convey this to my mom, and she's like, y'all are more concerned about that than, you know, her wearing, like, a, she said, like, you know, she should have more clothes that she wears and stuff like that. I was like, mom, like, she's two. Let me tell you you something. Two things. Mm -hmm. Um, When it comes to kids and scarring, the best Mm -hmm. time for to be in a predicament to get a scar is when mm-hmm. they're toddler age. Like exactly. when I took um, when I took Ari to um, to daycare, some mm-hmm. kid in the class of other toddlers bit her in the face. And now when I say mm-hmm. bit her in the face, not no little bite, like it looked like his whole mouth was on her face. And there was two teachers in there, and the one that was supposed to be watching those set of kids, she got fired behind it. Yep. Now, when the, when they called me and told me an incident happened, she got bit in the face, I was just like, oh, okay, let me pull up and see it. When I saw it, I wanted to fucking fight. Because how yeah. the hell are two teachers, two grown-ups in the class of toddlers, and this happens long enough for her skin to be cut like this? And so, mm-hmm. um, I was furious, but at the same time, she's five now you can Mm. see like just a little under her skin but it's not profound but at the same time when when we was kids i always tell people this we had real needs we had real needs and when i say that we had real outside combat playground scars where we Mm. tried and failed and we messed up and we're okay and let me tell you, I've seen Sky's face. She's going to mm-hmm. be great. Don't even worry about it. I promise you, by the time I get the second kid, it's going to be like, oh, okay. All right. So, what are we getting for dinner? Be- but yeah. because it's the first one, it's just like, damn, why y'all not on top of this? And I do hate people that are not mindful of children. Um, mm-hmm. Like, for me growing up, why my house is really quiet right now, why I don't really go visit family, why I don't really have people come here is because I grew up in a house that was a kid house on the block. That means mm-hmm. my brothers, 
whoever my mom was watching and the neighborhood kids was all at my house. And so there was no quiet like this. And so now I'm an adult and this is all I want. I don't care yep. if I haven't seen in two years. I can talk to you. We can FaceTime. Like, it's not a big deal. And so I do think toddlers require a balance. Toddlers, mm -hmm. you, you, you are doing the right thing by being mindful of the fact that, oh, kids be here, but they don't be watched. So let me stay. You are doing exactly. the right thing. I'm very picky with who the girls get to stay with and then come back the yep. next day. Um, like Anya's with one of my friends who has always taken the girls to her house and she lives mm -hmm. by herself and do whatever with them and come back and they're fine. Okay. Um, she's, she's very picky about who she's around. She doesn't leave them with people. Um, when she puts them in the car, she puts the seatbelt on the car seat, everything. So it is okay to be super mindful of that. And what was my other point? What's the last thing you said? Oh, oh, let me let me finish that point. So with my mom, love her dearly, probably one of my best friends. I say probably because I actually do have best friends. But, you know, the moms are there for a reason as well, though. But like, it's always been a like her having a relearning. But mm. when I say relearning, like she's like she has a second opportunity to be like the best parent she can be. You know, yeah. Now that she's learned from her mistakes, she just doesn't want me to make these mistakes. The issue is mistakes aren't being made. She's giving me the advice of what she would do. And it's like, what you would do might not work. Like, there was a whole big battle over, like, should we get scholars, like, ears pierced? And my mom, she, you know, she tells Jess, she was like, you know, I would like to go and get her ears pierced. And I want to go here and get it done. And Jess is like, no, you got to, the pediatrician will do that. We can just request that shit. My mom was like, mm -hmm. no, I want to take her somewhere else. And I was like, okay. So like, there's always been like a tug and pull with my mom. And like, I've had to put my foot down sometimes because it seems like, you know, I don't want to say she doesn't think we're good parents because she thinks we do good with the parenting. It's just always like mm -hmm. a, what I would do is, it's like, yeah, but the thing is like, what you would do works in, you know, 30 fucking five years ago. Like now half the shit y'all thought y'all could do, you can't. Like, you know, when we told her we'd change the daycares, I told her, I was like, the reason why is because I'm not comfortable with a daycare that's going to make my kid stay home because of a runny nose. But then we still have to pay them. Like, they're yeah. already there. You fucking take care of them. It's like, no, like, they want us to come get the kid and then take the kid home. And then when she's clear and everything like that, then, yeah, you can bring her back. Oh, but by the way, still give us money. Absolutely fucking not. So what happened was mm -hmm. just had an important she had like an important thing for, you know, her school that she needed to do, right? She mm -hmm. goes to do the stuff at the school. Boom. She gets the call from the daycare. Oh, well, Skylar has a runny nose. So Jess has already heard from me enough that I was annoyed by it. And she couldn't go and explain it like, oh, well, I got to tell Greg again that Skylar's going to be home. Because I think I told you before, I was like, the only time that Skylar's ever like sick, ironically, is the fucking weeks I'm supposed to be at home. It, mm. it, it never fails. It's like, oh, Greg's working from home this week. Well, guess what? He, he's going to have Skylar for two or three days. But I'm like, oh, I have her for two or three days, and then I still have to pay them. Something doesn't add up here. I was like, oh, like, right. okay, like, there needs to be a deduction because this is, it's more than I can take on. So then I asked Jess, I was like, ask her if other kids are getting sick. And what's the protocol? So the lady was like, oh, yeah, she sent all these kids home. I was like, if you wanted a fucking free vacation, we'd just say that shit. But more importantly, why are all these kids getting sick? 
like, I get it, the change of the seasons and stuff like that, I'm with that. My issue is we're still paying you for a service that's not being provided. You're not a school where it's like, okay, you're enrolled here. It's like, no, you're a daycare who, like, you go to somebody's house. It's not like there's a classroom with, like, you know, locker rooms and shit like that. There's no tuition. It's like, no, we, we pay you to pretty much babysit them for eight hours, teach them a couple things, take let them go on a nap, play with them a little bit, and then send their ass home. So there was that. Mm-hmm. Just as like, oh, we're moving to schools because I'm getting annoyed with it now too. I was like, hey, I've been annoyed with it for a year. It was like, it it dawned on me that when I was saying this, like I wasn't saying it as aggressive as I should have because mm-hmm. naturally I bring it up to my mom. And my mom is like, well, you could just take her to, I can give you a list of these daycares. And she's giving me a list of daycares that cost fucking seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a month. And I'm like, yo, not even a month, a week, I'm sorry. And I'm like, yo, like, what, where the fuck is this coming from, right? Yeah. So for me, I, I hate it. This, you know, I hate to say it because it, it is true. And I guess I'm saying it on the air. So, like, if my mom ever listens, like, sorry, mom. But, like, there's certain things we've learned to hold back in telling her. And the reason why is, mm-hmm. like, she's that parent who's, like, she has good intentions in the things that she does. But it also is, like, she, she doesn't know that, like, one, times have changed. And two, you aren't going to be the final say-so in it, like, you have the answer for this. Some things you have to learn from experience, and that's why, for me, like, you know, with parenting, I was like, this is a learning lesson for kid number one, so for kid number two, like, we're a little bit more versed about that. So when Skylar has a kid, I'm not gonna be like, oh, we did this with you, so you should do this with them. Like, that's shit my mom would do. Um, My father, on the other hand, he just, like, throws money at a situation. He's like, oh, well, you know, here, like, here's some money, do this, this, and I'm like, we appreciate that shit. It's like, oh, but yeah, like, you can also show up. Like, he and I yeah. were beefing for a while because as the the father of his grandkid, like, you didn't, you missed the first birthday and you missed the second birthday. That's two years. And you only have one grandkid. Like, all the grandkids he claims are his wife's son's kids. So, basically, these are, like, his step-grandchildren, right? Which is cool. But just be mindful, like, you actually have a grandkid. So, he was like, yeah, you know, I just, you know, me and your mom don't get along. I was like, yo, like, that, mm-mm. like, oh, it was no. like, okay. I have accountability. Yeah. You don't always have to see your grandchild when my exactly. mom is here. Exactly. Right. But here's the thing, like, what what I learned from my, what I learned from my aunt is, like, because my father, he ended up, like, he did something to his leg. He, um, like, he had, like, half his, like, up to his knee, like, amputated. And I told him, I was like, yo, like, we'll come pick you up. Well, you know, I like, mind you, the birthday party, Shan, was around the corner from my father's house. So the proximity from my grandmother's house to my father's house, you could literally walk that in 10 minutes if you wanted to. And obviously he got, what, one and a half legs now? So, like, we would have, you know, picked his ass up, right? But didn't come through. And mind you, he has a car. People could have dropped him off. Nobody showed up on that side of the family, the, you know, the, you know, his wife, him, none of the, uh, the cousins, my brother, his girl, none of them showed up. I was like, all right, cool. Maybe we'll go over there in a couple of weeks. There'll be a gift. No gift. Um, last Christmas, my stepmother told me straight up. She was like, yeah, like them. Yeah, they aren't the good. You know, they're not good at giving gifts. Like I went and, you know, I got all the kids Christmas gifts because I'm like, all right, I'm Uncle Greg. Let me do what I can for y'all. Did Skylar get a, a damn thing? Nothing. So you know how I'm rocking this year. Like. Nobody's getting shit. 
And the reason why is not me being petty, but it's like it only takes me once to learn. And that's started because I am a parent now and I have to protect her because if I don't protect her now and I just give her the, oh, well, you know, they'll come around and they'll get better, then she'll end up like me. She'll feel like, okay, like you can keep giving people second, third, fourth chances. Like, no, at some point you got to just be like, legitimately fuck these people and I'm going to come around when I want to come around because like either there's something that you're going to give me or two it's like you know I just feel like there's nothing else going on right now I can come and spend time with you so there's that but to like in my whole spiel of being like a parent I'm still like casually learning a lot of this stuff um two years in a lot of people have helped like justice parents have helped like one thing I I dare not tell my mom is that we haven't paid for daycare and we won't because Justice's parents have paid for the daycare for, mm-hmm. you know, Skylar until she goes to school. So I'm like, oh, that's, do you know how much money that's saving Justin and I, like, you know, just alone? And then, like, to add on top of that, like, every year for her birthday, she gets, like, a, a sum of money put into a trust for her to go to college. So I'm like, okay, we're mm-hmm. doing that already, but they're doing that. And it's, it's stuff like that. Like, somebody would say, oh, well, you know, well, Justice family, like, different, you know, different race. So they, like, you know, they have it. And it's like, no, like, it's not that they have it or anything like that. It's like they prepared for this shit. So when I see, yeah. like, my community, my, you know, more importantly, my family, I was like, oh, I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for what was to come. I wasn't told, like, hey, you know what? Let's go and, you know, cash those savings bonds. It was like, no, like, savings bonds, it was like, they, they were gone. Those were Christmas gifts and, you know, things like that. It's like, okay, so that's gone. That shit's done. Um, also, saving for college, getting stuff done with, like, real estate and, you know, making sure you have some type of, like, backing for her. Like, nobody's going to mm-hmm. just walk in and be like, you know what, I got the Mega Million ticket and you know, this is going to be your life from now on. Because that million, we've seen plenty of people who won the Mega Millions, like that shit is gone in 18 months because they just blown through it, right? So we've invested mm-hmm. as parents, talking about Jess and I, into like Skylar because it matters to us. And, you know, that like kind of embodies what I've been going through. So I've, I've like cut off friends. I've kind of like distanced myself from certain people because um, I'm, I'm trying to like verse it right. Me, like, my tolerance is low for everything else that isn't under this roof. So when, mm-hmm. like, I'll have, like, friends be like, well, Craig, like, you, you kind of, like, you, you just don't give a fuck. You're aloof and, you you know, I'm, I'm just done with shit. I'm like, yeah, like, I, I think I told y'all, I showed you the screenshots of, like, some shit that had happened with uh the stuff, or, like, the wedding situation with um my boy, like, the weddings in like actually no I didn't show y'all so fucking weddings in like two weeks on what is it the twenty second so roughly two and a half weeks he has two groomsmen who just bought their suit their tux today when I say bought meaning like it has to be constructed it takes a month to construct these suits their suits aren't gonna be ready for the wedding so naturally That's, I like stuff like that like yeah. what but but here's the thing the old Greg would have been like you know even though I'm not the best man like that I'm like yo like you know. Y'all just get this together. Let, let's work it out. I just don't care. I just don't have the mental capacity anymore to just, like, really give a fuck because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, I have, you know, had friends, like, peers, and I'm like, yo, I really fuck with these people. Um, 
and this is gonna sound really selfish for me to say, so you know, you, y'all gotta forgive me in advance. It's like, yo, like, I just don't be having to tolerate that shit half the time. Like, I had one friend kind of like come at me sideways for some shit that like they had done, and I was like, oh, like you know, it's like, oh, why, why don't we talk like that, right? And I was like, we don't talk like that because you kind of distance yourself, and it was put on me as if like I was supposed to go chasing a friendship, and I was like, no, I really don't care that much, like. When I say that, it's not like I don't care about you and, like, our friendship, but I also know, like, oh, like, do I need it? Like, if we have to go through this, like, mortal combat of words to try to figure out why Greg didn't do anything, it's like, are we going to focus on the fact that you didn't do the same shit? Right. So, there's there's that for me. So, when it comes to, like, parents, well, all, all that shit is kind of, like, embodied. For me, like, finances, thinking about, like, old age and living together uh closely monitoring like the people I keep around my kid and my family and the one thing that I'm you know developing but I'm like still it's going to be a process is honestly just like being comfortable financially to do all this Mm -hmm. because that's been the biggest hurdle of being a parent is not just being a parent but also being like a new homeowner it's like unexpected you know, expenses and stuff like that, that I didn't know were going to show up or I didn't know that were going to come. Mm-hmm. And everybody tells me, it's like, yo, Greg, like, just give it a few years and then you'll get in the groove and you'll be completely, like, good with it, right? Everything will be straight. And I'm still waiting for that day. Like, I'm like, yo, like, it can't, it's not going to be in six months. It's not going to be in eight months, but I need it to, like, happen because if it doesn't, like, it just adds to the stress. And for me, that's kind of the end of my talk. And I made the 30 minutes. So, yeah, that, that's just me for the week. What about a you? A lot. Yo, yo, yo. Don't forget to leave a review and let us know what you think about the show. And if you want to join in live on the show, come on Stereo 930 Eastern and look up Greg or she gets it pod on stereo and you'll find the show. I always post it on my Twitter at Shambi Podden. A lot. Um me this week. Uh I've been all over the place podcasting galore. Um so I'm getting super organized about things. Um, making things make sense is my goal. Uh, and that's why I want to talk about tips for new podcasts, for new pods, um, for my segment, because I see a lot more coming about, but at the same time, I don't see a lot of them staying. And we've always noticed this. Um, I think it's super important to refresh your um, queue of podcasts that you are following and seeing if, are you going to actually listen to this episode or is it just going to sit here? Because it does Mm. store up space on your phone or your devices if you just let it sit there and you don't actually listen to it. A lot of um, people don't understand how podcasts show up on uh, platforms. For instance, mm-hmm. Apple, if you do bonus episodes on the platform that's hosting your uh, podcast and you click bonus, 
it doesn't show up on the main feed that you have a new episode unless someone is subscribed to that podcast and they go into your episode list and they'll see bonus sitting there for that day but it doesn't pop up like a normal um episode and so you have to be mindful of making sure that you not only do the episode you not only edit it correctly you not only uh put it out on the date it's supposed to go out but you tell people that it's out you share clips you share links from different platforms because a lot of people don't know that you have an episode out when you have an episode especially for people who don't have like a um particular date that they always put out an episode now mm-hmm. for like diff- the different podcasts that we do i have days on what day i put it out always but at the same time stop being selfish just because someone is listening to you doesn't mean they don't have 15 other podcasts that they're listening to. And so the reality of someone being able to listen to your podcast on Monday, then turn around and listen to it on Tuesday, then turn around and listen to a new episode on Thursday and catch up, maybe you're losing listeners because it's just too fucking much. Maybe the fact that you're exhausted as a creator is because you have two-hour, three-hour episodes Mm -hmm. and they never get fully listened to because they're too long. Not that they're not good enough, not that it's not a great show, not that somebody doesn't want to listen to it, but people out here living their life. And sometimes, yes, I do want to listen to podcasts and I do want to listen to music and I would like to watch this show that's on HBO Max on my phone, but I can't do it all at the same time. So I always try to suggest to people who might do like a two hour, three hour episode, maybe stop, um, you know, exhausting yourself and do an hour and 30 minutes on your main feed for the podcast and then say, hey, if you would like to listen to the rest of this episode, please subscribe to our Patreon. Please subscribe um, to our um, exclusive episodes for people who are subscribed to us on our Red Circle or on mm. our uh, subscription with Apple. Here's how you can sign up. It's in the show notes. Like, stop overworking yourself and being like, well, I've done 15 episodes and they all two hours each and I'm not bringing in the numbers I thought I was, so I quit. Trust me, I used to be that guy, um, and you you know it for a fact. One day you would see a podcast episode, like when we were doing it during the pandemic, I'm talking hour shows. We would do fucking two-hour shows, and that was, what, twice right. a week. And then we had Young Black and Bothered. That shit would go for two hours and 30 minutes. Um, we had the sports that started up with that. Then, you know, um, Chris and Iris, they had Young Black and Beautiful. And I told them, like, I was like, the reason why we needed a reset, because I told them straight out, I was like, yo, we need a reset. We've all grown up since this pandemic, and a lot of shit has changed. And they were like, what, has somebody said anything? I was like, yeah, people have, like, mentioned, like, oh, they haven't seen a lot of Young Black and Bothered episodes. And I was like, yo, like, I need people to catch up to the shit that we have done. When I look back at, like, 2020, I'm like, we put out 236 episodes. 
between 2020 and 2022. Some podcasts don't make it past 15 episodes. When I say that, I'm talking about our shows. Like you and me, like when we were putting our show, like this show on our like separate feeds, adding those shows. Yeah. So that's what two episodes guaranteed a week. Young Black and Bothered. That was roughly about 11 hours of talking. And sometimes it's like the girls would be talking or something like that. And I wasn't talking or, you know, something. But at one point on Young Black and Bothered, we had so many shows. There weren't enough days to actually publish the shit. Like we were, <laughs> we would record on was it Tuesday night? We had the sports desk on Monday night. We had the Young Black and Bother Tuesday night. We had Loud Mouth on Wednesday and Saturday. Then on Thursday, I was doing the show with um, God, uh, with, with Homegirl with the like the sports and the other shit. So I had that show. Then you know Mel and Matt has their show. I was like, oh, like there's no way we can push out this much content and people care. So what I started doing was tapering the shit off. We started doing uh, the shows every two weeks, and people started being like, you know what? We, we want more content. I was like, we'll, we'll give it to you, but just catch up first. The numbers hasn't, tr- like, they haven't changed for us. The numbers actually have, like, gone up, but I also took that as a notion, like, all right, like, let me promote me, because TikTok, YouTube, and stuff, I'm like, yo, like, there's so many ways to create revenue, but I'm focusing on, like, podcasting. Like, at one point, a lot of my favorite podcasts were doing shows every week and we talked about this till you know we're blue in the face they would do that shit and then during the pandemic they just stopped like completely just like stood still and they got mad because their audience left i'm like no their audience didn't leave like they kind of outgrew you like me i'm a huge fan of the black guy who tips but it's a lot of content like it's a lot of fucking content they do it like five shows a week so i'm like okay between the days that I'm on Clubhouse, like, learning shit, because I'm always in, like, the YouTube creator rooms, I'm always in the, like, hot, like, the podcast, like, here's the new shit, like, this is all this stuff, because I still have to stay in the loop, because I don't want to just be podcasting just a podcast and not know new shit, right, so when there's new platforms and stuff, like, what is it, the, what is that, the Be Here app, like, I joined it, I posted one thing, and I haven't posted anything yet, and everybody's like, oh, like, you're missing out, it's like, yo, I can't be everywhere all at once, that's what was messing me up with podcasting because I was having fatigue, having the chest pains and shit. I never had any free time. I'm like, yo, I'm a dad. How can I tell like my wife? Oh, by the way, like I can't really spend time with you and the baby because I got a podcast in an hour. Like every yeah. day though, that's kind of a problem. So with podcasts, like I do get upset to this day because there are a lot of good podcasters who I won't say aren't consistent, but they keep trying to reinvent the wheel with podcasts instead of just being themselves. That's mm-hmm. what makes you the better podcaster. Everybody, like, when we started, even me, I was like, yo, I, I want my podcast to be like. When I said that shit, and I had a list of all the shows, like, when uh, Baylor, I did the show with Baylor, and he asked me a question, and I was like, yo, like, I, I didn't want to be, like, an asshole. I'm like, yo, I really don't want to be like none of these niggas. But I was like, yo, like, let me just name the people that I do know that I do fuck Uh with, that I, like, I respect their content because it's good content. When he was, like, I think the question was, you know, who, like, do you compete with? I was, like, honestly, I don't compete with none of them. And the reason why is some weeks, like, they have, like, I know for a fact they have good episodes, but some weeks I can't catch the shit. And then Mm. the weeks that I do, it's, like, it's good content. I'm not saying it's bad or good, but it's also, like, yo, like, I'm not trying to compete with my peers to have the best podcast when we're all trying to do the same thing, which is make money from the shit. 
I can't compete with people where we're all trying to figure out how to get a sponsor. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a competition. That's like, okay, we all trying to, you know, get out the front door, but it's a, it's like a stampede to do it. There's 50 people trying to fit through that one, like that one fucking door. It, it don't work like that. So for me, as a podcaster, I've learned since what? We've been podcasting since 2018. Mm-hmm. I've learned that the best thing for me to do is kind of like, observe the surroundings but also know where i've like outgrown the show there's been podcasts i'm like yo i will listen to them religiously and then like you know what like it just might not be for me anymore like the true crime stuff like i've listened to almost every jeffrey Dahmer podcast and all these other i'm like yo i can't do it again i can't keep listening to new like true crime shit because i'm not learning anything from it i haven't grown from this even with young black and bother i told her i was like yo I love dope. I love dope and dope. People were mad as shit when I told them on the last episode. I was like, yo, like the reason why we don't do dope and dope like that is because honestly, music's garbage these days. Like the shit, there's so much music and it's all bad. Like there's no like music that I can comfortably like, you know what? Like, yeah, this is dope or no. It's just like, okay, it's good this Friday. And then fucking next Thursday, I'm waiting for next Friday. Like it, it, it doesn't hit the same for me. So I was like, let's, let's skip dope and dope for a while. First 48, we still do. We do like, the news and entertainment, but even then, like, we have a strict rule now. Like, that Kardashian shit, that Card, uh, that Kanye, uh, Kim Kardashian shit, we don't talk about it no more. Because it's, it's every, it's every fucking week. Like, it, it doesn't matter. The, the hot topic shit was like, okay, everybody gonna talk about that. Now, I, like, I see what you meant, Shane, about it. It's like, okay, like, if you're gonna hear 15 other people talk about it, is that your opinion or theirs? And you're just, like, regurgitating it. And I was like, you know what? It's not even worth it. So when we get on the shows now, like we actually have life experiences because we take some time away from the show to live those experiences. Like to say, oh, you know, I was almost a part of like a, a mall shooting and talking about things like that. That's an experience that can be applied to a show. That it's fresh and you wouldn't have to hear that from somebody else. Versus, you know, we're gonna talk about this week. Uh, some I'm sorry, somebody's dick or something that happened on Twitter. It's like, like what? Like. Like, it's, it's going to happen. Like, oh, everybody's talking about, like, Antonio Brown's dick. It's like, like, do I need to hear this from 17 shows? Because I, I listen to that many shows. Yeah. Well, when I say do, like, trust me, you've seen, like, the list of podcasts I've, like, tweeted about, stuff like that. I listen to them shit religiously. Sometimes at 2.0, you know, 2.0. So when people think, like, oh, the reason why Greg talks so fast, it's because of fucking podcasts. I had to take a step back because I'm like, yo, I'm talking, like, fucking like mega man it was just like what the fuck and then i thought about saying why do i talk so fast now i can't even get thoughts out because i fucking listen to everything at two times the speed so just said something to me i was like i want you to hear this show so which one were we listening to i think we were listening to like forget that one of those shows so i'm going and i'm playing it in the car right so i'm playing the car but i hear it from my ears at two x to speed she hears this shit and it sounds like the chipmunks. She said, <laughs> she said it sounded like I was listening to like something that was on fast forward, but you could hear every word. And I was like, yeah, that's how I listen to podcasts. She was like, you should take that back a little bit. So as a podcaster, I would tell a lot of people my last little ditch effort in like saying something just kind of like if you are a podcaster. You don't need a niche. You don't need some type of funny gag. And please, for the love of Christ, like, don't try to make TikTok and Twitter clips thinking that your podcast is going to go viral. It's going to do the complete opposite. 
people want to flame you up for being <laughs> ignorant and stupid. I, I see this shit so much now. I honestly, I actually muted the podcast hashtag on TikTok because I got tired of the typical, like, everybody got the, the shore microphones and, you know, they're in a room with tequila and drinks and then some girl says how, you know, dudes don't do this or some dude says, you know, women don't do this. Or why women ain't like you know it's the it's the shit that they took from Clubhouse and applied it to podcasting. It's yeah. it's translated. It's like yo, nobody in real life talks like this. Like if y'all are talking at each other, not to each other, like what the fuck are we doing? That that's why like I miss that shit. Like I, I've had people who have had podcasts and like yo, like I, I miss those. I, I miss that shit where it's like it's just friends talking. That's why this show, the reason why we continue to do it, it's not that we like just enjoy doing it every week. It's like, oh, like I'm talking to my friend every week about some shit that actually is tangible. When I look back in four or five years, I'm like, you know what? Guess what? We the fucking four or five thousand episodes in, hopefully. But, you know, like I'm looking at it for what it should be. Like we've grown since that. When I listen to old loudmouth episodes, we've grown mm. since those. Like I remember fucking record until two thirty, three o'clock in the morning and be like, you know what? Gotta get up and do it again. On stereo. I remember going and, you know, actually reaching out to stereo because we weren't happy with the platform. I remember having to, you know, talk with finances with them and shit like that. I don't know where they at. I think they probably abandoned the app, but whatever. Um I just I know as a podcaster I'm still happy, but I'm all about nowadays like having like life experiences so you can actually talk about them on the show. So that that's just my last little point on that. Mm. Good points, good points, good points. Um, what else did I want to talk about? This one, and you gonna you're gonna love this, Greg, because I was thinking about you uh -oh. too. The mute button. The mute button is for while you're podcasting, outside conversation, coughing, sneezing, crying loud laughing when someone is speaking and if you gotta go pee i don't understand why people be having platforms that have an option for you to mute if other shit is going on and you don't mute and we have to hear all of it it's disrespectful to the listener it's disrespectful to other people who are on the podcast talking and i hate when everybody's ready to podcast and mm -hmm. everybody is podcasting and that one person brings their ass in with the TV on blast, you at a party or you out somewhere where it's loud as shit and can't nobody hear nothing. Now listen, I told, I told Q, I was like, yo, there's so many episodes we've had to can or archive or just honestly just not put out because he's you know when he was living where he was living like mm -hmm. he refused to fuck he refused to change the smoke detector and shit and i was like yo <laughs> I, I hear beeping every 17 seconds this is, and mind you like some people like that shit some people like having podcasts where it's like you hear the one host that's near the microphone that's near yeah. to like the yeti mic and then the other person's on the other fucking side of the room you can hear them but it sounds like they just keep walking in the kitchen while they recording yeah. that's what the fuck it sound like it's like yo, like Audio quality matters. That's why, again, on that on Baylor's show, I said, when it comes to, like, forget that, yo. That audio quality, that shit matters. I know he masters it after mm -hmm. he does the editing and posts and stuff like that. He tells people the same shit I tell people when we record. Like, yo, quiet room, headphones. Like, if you got to mute your mic, you got to mute your mic. Cool. 
Um, also, when it comes to like Zoom and shit like that, they have it where you can do the the denoise shit. Like all mm-hmm. those platforms now, like it's so fucking easy to podcast that you can literally you could podcast from a bar if you needed to. Like it's gotten that serious. I've seen mm-hmm. people podcasting. At, I went to Fridays a couple weeks ago. They were literally podcasting during karaoke. I was like, there's no fucking way y'all are podcasting. And he was like, oh, yeah, we got the active noise cancellation, blah, 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 blah. He was like, I can, you know, denoise, I can de-hiss and all that. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, man, it, it's gotten different. I was like, that's some next level shit that I wasn't thinking about. But yeah, like you said, Shan, like the the mute button matters, not just for the people who are listening, mm-hmm. but for the people who are literally recording with you. We We have had a chronic problem on that front right there with Young Black and Bothered, where, like, when I say we start at a certain time, I'm expecting everybody to be there at a certain time, to record at yeah. a certain time, and I, I get it, like, sometimes, it's like, all right, I'm five minutes behind, and we've gotten so good at it now, it's like, we'll just go on with the show, and then, like, 45 minutes into the show, you'll hear somebody else come in, and it's like, all right, cool, like, it's just an added person, but they're not taken away from the points, like, that's growth in the show, but a lot of people, like, if you would have told me in 2018, like, people actually cared about the audio quality, mm-hmm. I would tell you absolutely no. Now, I will say, though, and again, this is a knock against Clubhouse, as much as I do enjoy the platform, it's taught people that either used to podcast or think that they can podcast that the Clubhouse behavior translates to podcasting, that mm-hmm. over-talking each other and shit, that you know, the person's making a point and you just have to have your say-so that completely, no. And I've been guilty of that myself, but I see the shit so much in the, like, these new podcasts I listen to and it's like, oh, like, they, they don't, they don't believe the one mic policy that they were talking about. Oh. And you could tell they came from Clubhouse. It's like, oh, y'all keep saying one mic. Like, yo, you don't say one mic on a podcast. Like, one mic, you, is, just, you heard that. You just have a common respect. Yeah. But the thing is, a, a lot, I don't want to say a lot, some podcasters, one, they don't know their audience because they don't even know what their podcast is geared towards or who it's for. And two, they don't know the people that they co-host with. Again, Greg, be it that person. Like, it is, it has happened to me more than enough. And Baylor asked me on the show about, like, why would not podcast with other people? And, it, like... I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I'm like, yo, I'm kind of off other people. Like, I, I don't want to help people grow anymore. <laughs> I really don't. I've gotten to that point where it's like, yo, like, if you're going to listen, you're going to listen. But I'd rather you listen for me at this point. That's how I've gotten selfish. I completely shut down the podcast, like, website. Because, like, ain't no traffic in that for me. And I'm doing most of the work, right? Like, what? I need my own fucking website. So I did my own website. So... You know, they asked him, like, oh, do we not have the website anymore? I was like, oh, are, are we putting in on this? Are we, are we talking about this? Because it don't matter if we're not. Like, I had one of the – I think I told you this a couple months ago. One of the old podcast co-hosts came back and was like, hey, can she file the podcast for taxes? I was like, absolutely fucking not. Like, you, you don't work here. You don't go here no more. With the, You're not yeah. putting in. Yeah. So it, it was just like it's one of those things where, like, for me, I've grown as a podcaster. So when it comes to – and I can – like comfortably answer Baylor's question now that I'm sober. It's like mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody everybody can't belong. Like yeah. I, I just I don't rock with a lot of people to begin with. So when it comes like when it comes down to like you and Drake and everything like that, like I respect like 
my peers like you guys because like you're my friends also but i'm really protective of my friends as well so when trace like yo like people people you know he says something that i used to say like just meeting people where you are you know where they are and if they rock with you they'll go to where you are and i was like yeah but fuck them too like it's just one of those things for me now i was like all right cool if you, if you if you can't do you can't do but i'm not gonna fucking chase you down like that, that's right. not what i'm gonna do at all but my only little last tip when it comes to this whole like the mutant and shit like that you could have a $300 microphone you could have $200 headphones that shit won't matter if the room that you're in is one not treated or two you're trying to do everything from one microphone mm-hmm. um definitely definitely podcasting has gotten easier but that mute button shit that has whipped a lot of people's asses with podcasting. Mm. Um, and also, the la- the last thing I'll say, for the love of Christ, when it comes to using a professional microphone, including a, a Blue Yeti mic, I need people to do a quick Google of what an omnidirectional versus a bidirectional versus, the, what's the other one? I forgot, the, the cardioid. Like, I, I need you to know the settings because... Y'all are doing a lot of omnidirectional with your co-host. They just need mm-hmm. their own microphones. Two people should not and will not be in a non-treated room podcasting together. I- I'll give mm-hmm. you a perfect example. There was an episode early on in Young Black and Bothered. We were using a Blue Yeti microphone, and mm-hmm. I- I'll find this episode. I'm going to find it for you, Shane. We-, we put it in the middle of the room, and it was – doing the omnidirectional so all the way around it could hear all the sounds i played it back and i shit you not to this day when i listen to it i can hear me talking i can hear my dog's collar when he came out of room for just to walk him i could hear one of the co-hosts go to the fridge and grab ice cubes like at some point it and the thing is like for us it didn't matter because we didn't think like nobody listened like nobody like when you're in episode fucking 15 like you're like i'm doing this shit because it's a vibe but also like it's not a vibe like your podcast is a business at the end of the day it's not the kickback it's absolutely not the kickback um i learned that the hard way um so yeah there's just that um and i'm not going to talk anymore because i know you got another point but i just want to say one last thing i'm gonna just let you get your shit off um i talked about my previous co-hosts and stuff before i'm hoping that shan has a bullet about knowing who the fuck you podcast with because Mm. if y'all if y'all if y'all are friends y'all are going to be able to be super critical shan is super critical about me and she she does it in a like a very passive way she sent me a text about the show she said 15 minutes she said 15 minutes to let me know she was like no she she's holding not just her friend accountable but her yeah. co-host accountable. When it comes to this podcasting shit, a lot of podcasts fail because that person can't be transparent with their co-host without it being some like super aggressive, like this is the show and we got to do that. Like, no, know your audience. But before you get to know the audience, know the people you're doing the fucking show with. So I'm going to land there. Well, since Greg brought it up, um, knowing who to podcast with is super important because if your intention is not to be at the head of the table while podcasting, and when I say that means 
You're in control of setting up the podcast. You're in control of all the topics. You're in control of the, the hosting platform. You're in control of the editing, making sure it gets done at a certain time. You're in control of the posting, the write-ups, uh, keeping track of who liked and reviewed the show, talking about it, coming up with uh, sponsor ideas, coming up with merch, and then you're in this group podcast and you're holding like shit back that needs to be said because sometimes some people are not aware that oh damn you do need help and some people are super aware that you need help and they're just like well he ain't say he needed help so i ain't you know he ain't say it was a problem you know i guess he cool with it you should never guess someone is cool with doing everything in a partnership you should never assume someone is cool with doing everything in a partnership this this is the point right here and i'm gonna blend this in 50 percent of potting is marketing your podcast wearing it talking about it and sharing it and my thing is this if there is more than one person doing a podcast you should be in one place talking about that podcast to people who are around you, wearing your merch, talking about your merch, dropping cards off on bulletin boards that are around like college areas, in stores, daycares. I know I drop cards off at the girls' schools for Cozy Womb Podcast. Like wherever your audience is, make sure they're aware that you have a podcast. Oh, you got merch, but you don't ever wear your merch. Why is it not selling? Because don't nobody ever see it. You don't post it on Instagram. You don't post it on TikTok. You don't drop the links in Twitter. Like, people be on their phones to the point that Apple was like, you know what? Maybe being on their phones is a concern. Let's put analytics on the phone to make people feel horrible about how much time they spend on the phone. But you have this phone that you don't utilize. You have Canva and you don't utilize it. You can make that one sunday at the beginning of the month use a component in canva and schedule out posts and not have to touch it i'm talking about posts that you do in canva that one day spread out throughout the month so it looks like you are on your phone at 9 a.m posting this but you really did it on sunday it looks like you're on your phone posting this on TikTok, but you really did it that one day and you can mind your business throughout the whole month. Some people will be like, you know what? Um, I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to drop an episode twice a month. Okay. You, you Listen to this right here. What if you went to work and you say, I'm going to work, I'm going to get a job, but I'm only going to work two times out of 30 days. Do you expect a big uh, return Absolutely on that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's the same Absolutely thing with not. podcasting. See, you taught me something new with Canva because, like, when you had done, like, some artwork for the YouTube channel for me, and I was mm-hmm. like, you, like, were, like, to me, like, you have, like, an expertise in Canva and like, you know, a lot of like digital art stuff, right? So I went and I went and explored Canva and I was like, yo, like this like three or four like things in one. This felt like Adobe, it felt like yes. Buffer and all. But 
when I look, because I'm looking in the wrong places, what you just said, I'm thinking I'm going to have to go and pay $54 a month to go get a uh, hoot suite or buffer or some shit like that. And I was like, Yo, like what? Like all this shit is in Canva. I don't need anything else now. So for me, it's just a matter of learning it. So tomorrow while I'm watching football, yeah, I'm going to be applying myself to Canva because I could be doing this stuff with Shan as well. Shan, she's such a pro at this shit like she'll say okay we got a show going on 17 minutes later she's got fucking artwork and shit it's all over the social i'm like when when does she have time to do that it's because take this out out. while you were talking in this podcast look at the Mm -hmm. fam messages right now see do do you see what i mean my thing is like this if i'm gonna pay this high-ass phone bill if I'm going to have internet, I'm going to find out everything that I can do on it to be a better person at whatever it is I'm already doing. And my thing is like, yeah, if you ask my kids, my mom is always on her phone. If you ask my mom, she always got her phone. She always know where her phone is. And if she don't got her phone in her hand, it's charging. And if, you know, her phone is charging, she on her laptop creating something. She probably go to bed at 2 a.m. I do. But at the same time, I'm always finding a way to be like self-checking podcast needs. What is needed? Okay, I have this for Monday for this podcast. I have this for Tuesday. I got this going on. I'm ready for uh, the show with Greg tonight. What can I do? I haven't put up a post about the books in a while. Let me do a new post. Because people don't want to see the same ad every single time. Um, and that's why it's super important for you to always be learning something in podcasting, because if you're not always learning something in podcasting, you're going to be drowned out by somebody who has the tenacity to be the stupid one and then be the intelligent one of knowing how to utilize all of these things, because that's what it is. It's either... You do it yourself until you can afford to delegate it to someone or you don't do it and you become the mom and pop shop in the hood that gets bought out because somebody has more capital and somebody can promote their business better than you because they've been flipping shit on Amazon from Walmart and now they're a millionaire and they're retiring at 25. Like, you got to make a decision. Are you going to keep up with the way people demand things and want things in their face? Or are you going to be like, oh, we've been here for 50 years. I'm not understanding why we don't have people come in the shop. Like, you got to be realistic about this shit. The same thing with podcasting. So tonight, while we're doing this show, I am putting out more merch. I am coming up with more ads for the books on lulu.com because yes, I created books, but they're not going to sell themselves. I got to consistently find a brand new way um, every month to put them in people's faces and take advantage of these holidays. Even if you don't celebrate them, know what day people get paid. And if people get paid on Friday, best believe your um, website and your merch should be up on Twitter or on somebody's Instagram feed on Friday morning because you're missing out on the time where people always think they got the money when they just get paid. People are more willing to spend the money when they just got paid because the number in their account is a lot bigger than it's going to be on Monday. 
Bingo. Yeah, just so you like, gotta, I got. I got contacted by T Public, and this is when I knew I was fucking up. I got mm. contacted by them because they said, "Yo, like, you you haven't been putting out new merch," and th- this was a direct message from like the person that I work with with T Public, and they said, "I can put you in touch with a designer that designs logos and stuff like that." I was like, "Or I can just learn to do it myself," and that paid for in so when i thought about it, I was like okay like we got the loud mouth shop and everything like that you know you have your shop it's like oh, there's a lot of stuff going on and i was like okay like i need to be more proactive in this stuff because finances mean everything um i've seen yes. all these people talk about all the money that they want but when you know when i say where because i'm adding myself into this bubble we don't know how to start where to go and things like that mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm like what like where's the start and honestly it just starts with the concept like so sometimes you just have to like sit with like a pen and a pad but like yo what direction you'll find the direction the more you keep writing so mm-hmm. when I started when I started talking to her and she was like throwing out these ideas I was writing this stuff down I was like yo like I have all these ideas for merch and stuff like that I was like but the issue for me with the merch and I know it's going to sound like an excuse it's like oh, I need the people to go and buy the merch Baylor has said this before, and I've heard other people say this as well. Like, everybody wants some shit for free as mm-hmm. a sample or as a hookup. And once they get that, they're never coming back to the shop. So it's like, okay, cool. I'll do you one better. Just give me the money directly. And I can support y'all with that. So the lady told me on T Public that she was like, what we can do is we can send you out samples of, you know, your new stuff. Like, once you get the artwork and stuff done, we'll send it out to you. And then you can give it to people. And I was like, oh, so that that's that right there. What's that uh like that's the joker there's a there's a term for it. That's the gag. That that's the mm-hmm. gag right there. So it's like work with the companies that want to work with you in order to get that stuff done with like merch and things like that. Because even with our like the young black and bother stuff, we actually mm-hmm. have merch up. She's like, Oh, it sells, but she was like, it just looks like you haven't updated in a while. I was like yeah because like you've said one person show with that show like you do a, honestly a lot of the shit most of the stuff all the stuff when it comes to loudmouth so it's like you have that but you also like this is your wheelhouse this is things that you like to do you're like hey I, I don't mind doing it for me i'm like yo i got fucking six other people that could possibly be, be helping in some vicinity yeah. elsewhere in order to financially like put us in this position was like okay if you know graphic design do some designs so guess what we can put that shit in the merch store we got somebody who's like you know what i got the connections in the government boom 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 boom. i got connections with this i got that like that was the idea behind having the show and we've gotten better with that we've had more talks about it but Mm. again it it all starts with that blueprint any new podcast again my only other tip is just write down strategies first um and i would like even before merch Shan mentioned this earlier, premium content, bonus content, start there. You'll know your base and your audience if people are willing to pay to hear you continue to talk. They started doing that. I'm not going to say the show because I don't want to keep giving them like like any shine. But basically what they were doing was after an hour, they cut the shit off. Everything else is in premium content. Yeah. I think we, we were going to do that on here. 
but the issue with doing it on here is I think like stereo wanted to like cut they wanted a cut of it they wanted like 15 20 percent for like the first six months and then they're like all right then we we take like 30 off the top I and then I need to get that far in it but what I don't like about the subscription on here is that what's up Brianna mm -hmm. and Nikki what happens is once you do the subscriptions subscribers listen only we mm -hmm. can't take that recording from here and use it so yep. it's like a cut off from the show to utilize it elsewhere it's just stereo show and a lot less people are on this app using this app uh mm -hmm. to listen back to shit so it's kind of like a lost cause kind of like how i view um um what's that app that i hate now clubhouse clubhouse like it's a waste like mm -hmm. clubhouse is for people that just want to talk in that moment and not do shit with it later bingo i don't have bingo. time to talk to and and give gems and talk to people and just drop it on them so they can be smarter somewhere else with my information no i'm going to be smarter yep. somewhere else with my information it's going to be on my podcast and i'm going to I'll, use I'll that this. to monetize i'll say this real quick there, there's a very popular woman that's on uh, Clubhouse now, and I, I had to like bring her down to size a little bit because she didn't understand that I wasn't doing it maliciously. I was just telling her like, yo, like you can't be somebody on one platform and a nobody everywhere else. I was like, huh. I told her, I was like, yo, you have like 21,000 followers on Clubhouse, but then you have 200 followers on Twitter you don't have an Instagram page, you don't have a TikTok, you have to be everywhere in order to be someone. Like, people should be able to be like, like, for me, everybody knows my Instagram is private because I don't like a lot of motherfuckers. It's, it's just that deep for me. But TikTok, you can see that shit. Tweets, you can see them. Podcasts, I'm very accessible, but I'm also private where it matters the most. Photos are something that people can use to dox and all that other shit. Keep that shit private. Cool. Twitter, I can shoot my shit. I can talk my shit. Podcasts, I can talk my shit. So if somebody says, oh, well, Greg said this back in 2018, 2019, 2020, I'm like, yeah, I said it, but I grew from it. People don't grow from, like, Instagram posts and shit. That shit's forever. You don't know if that was from a week ago or four years ago, right? So when I told her, I was like, yo, like, you're on Clubhouse right now as a Clubhouse celebrity she you know calls herself like the, the the queen of clubhouse and i was like yo you realize like clubhouse not only died it wasn't a slow death it was like a shot to the head people got outside and they just said you know what this ain't it so i asked because you know she she came into the chat and she said something to me and she didn't understand i wasn't being rude i was just telling her the truth i was like out of the 21k followers that you have on clubhouse where are they everywhere else in your I know for a fact that we have people who listen to Loudmouth Stereo who follow us on other social medias because they want to be a part. They want to actually be a friend or a listener, whatever you want to call them, you know, yourselves. Like we had Tierra, like she added me again because her fucking uh, Instagram got hacked. She was pissed off about it. I was like, oh, I don't have a say so. And it is what it is, right? So when I told the girl on Clubhouse, she got really offended. She was like, I don't need any other platform. I have Clubhouse. I was like, yeah. You don't have it because it's not yours. If Clubhouse literally just like died off today, like people say, you know what? We ain't going to Clubhouse no more. We're just going to be on Twitch or Discord or some shit like that. Guess what? All that content that those hours of talking, you in room for fucking five or six hours. Guess what? None of it matters because you can't take it anywhere. 
Right. It it it's it's not even vaulted. It's just a social experiment where people can just shoot the shit with people like a what do you call it like a party line. It's not recorded, or at least to them they think it's not recorded, but it's just a social experiment. You can't go and say, you know what, this is my podcast. When we got on Clubhouse, Shan, that's what we thought it w- it was. We thought mm-hmm. it was. You can have these private rooms to do the podcast, and it could be like like that. It couldn't be further from the truth. Now it's just <laughs> like. It's fucking 135 people over talking each other like they don't have fucking people skills. It, it's yeah. always killed. I'm like, yo, since 2020, y'all haven't learned how to just like one person's talking, let them finish that thought. They, you know, you counter that thought, or you add to it or something like that, add value to it, and you had a conversation. More importantly, what fucking concerts do you know where the people in the audience all got a fucking microphone? Everybody can't be on stage, but yeah. me. I'm sometimes an agent of chaos, so sometimes I'll sit in the clubhouse rooms just to honestly listen to how people think so I can apply it to the podcast. That mm-hmm. That's all I want to say. Like, Use what you have to get you where you want to go. I use clubhouse sometimes, and Shan will tell you, I used to send her screenshots like, oh, look at this interesting topic. Look at you know what's going on. Let's apply it to a show that's recorded that we could do. We've done plenty of episodes. I was like, you know what? Read about this in the clubhouse room or heard about it in the clubhouse room. Let's talk about it. Had some of the best fucking episodes that are recorded, documented. People have listened to it because we were able to take what was just a scatterbrained room and add a docket to it, made it a show, and people listened. So, yeah, I'll leave that there. Um, new podcasters uh, don't rely on celebrities, society, for your topics. There's enough podcasts that do that. Don't rely on sports for your topic and your niche. Unless you've been in sports and you have a creative, um, unique backstory that has to do with sports because there are enough sports podcasts that are way more popular than you, get way more placement than you, and you are going to drown within it. I think a lot of people drown within categories that they pigeonhole themselves in um that they shouldn't because a lot of these people are only on these lists because they're paying someone to be on this list it's not because their podcast is great it's not because it's really good like the truth is coming out more and more that people are paying to be on these um, articles, they're paying for their podcast followers, they're paying for their reviews that they're getting. So my thing has always been, I want it organically. I don't want to talk about it if it's not organic, right? I don't want to share it if it's not organic. And my thing is like, you don't have to be perfect. Stop aiming to be perfect. Society likes people that fuck up. Society likes people that mess up or don't do it correctly or they said this word wrong. I don't know what it is. It's, maybe it's because people want to see other people looking less than them or sounding less than them or they want to feel above somebody. So they give people who mess up or people who don't look like the society norm that attention. And the, the greatest app that tells me this theory is correct is TikTok. Because you'll see someone on TikTok with their booty cheeks in the front of them with tights on that you would never leave out 
leave and wear out your house in a, in a bra on and dancing for their lives and enjoying that shit. And they got over 152 million views. Mm-hmm. Not no. because no. they look great. Not because um, they think they're better than everybody, but they're willing to be the joke. Yep. Yep. For for me, when my first TikTok account got clipped, I was like, re- I was really heartbroken about that shit. You you know, Shan. I was like, yo, I want my fucking account back. I had like five, six hundred videos. And then I thought about it. I was like, yo, like, there, there's a reason behind this shit. Now, Drake, he was like, oh, man, like, you, you just gotta, like, you know, be you. I, I know he said something about, like, being you. And I was like, I, I'm being me, but I also had to kind of, like, play the game and when it comes to tiktok the people who thrive on there and this is actually for all social media the people who are actually the their authentic selves they excel for longer than that little like window where it's like they're popular for a couple videos and then they fall off perfect example of this go to the subreddit tiktok help there are so many com- people who complain about their views they're like oh i went from having seven hundred and fifty thousand views each video to like 10,000. I was like, that's still 10,000 fucking people who fuck with you enough to watch your shit. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not asking for the world. I don't, honestly, I don't know how it would feel to end up having fucking two, 300,000 people fuck. At that point, I feel like yo, my, my life isn't mine anymore. Like, it's all, everything's a performance. That's why I'm always telling people, yo, just, just give me the money. I don't need the fame. Like, I, I don't need that shit. If Loudmouth Stereo goes like viral, on Twitter, I'm going to be sick. I'm actually going to be fucking sick. Because like, I, I know what it is. I know how the world works now. Like, it would be some comment that I said and that's taken completely out of context. And it's like, oh, it's going to be the, the viral clip that somebody says. And it's like, oh, well, you know, this is how we, this is how men think, blah, 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 blah. Not realizing, like, okay, yeah, they're judging from one comment. Like, there's not fucking almost 120 episodes of us talking our shit. Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, people are going to nitpick the bad instead of, you know, showcasing the good shit. So, for me, if I were to ever get that many followers, like, when I got on Twitter, and I was like, yo, like, I had fucking, I was so psyched. I was like, oh, my God, like, I got all these followers on Twitter. And then I'm like, but I don't like half these motherfuckers. Like, I, I really don't. Like, I don't go and, like, I know it's going to sound really vain for me to say, I don't look at my public timeline and just be, like, interacting with my followers like I used to. And the reason why is like, yo, if it resonates with me, I do. But I just don't go seeking out people shit. Half the stuff I retweet is shit that Twitter wants me to retweet because 50 other people done retweeted it. That, that's just how it works. If it's not Shandrake, Baylor, Paco, if it's not Stone and, like, that little core group of people, like, yo, like, I don't be seeing a motherfucking thing. Sometimes, like, Shan will send me a TikTok and I'm like, okay, so I didn't see the other 78 she sent. But that one, that's fucking good. <laughs> that that one's fucking good. and. Just like the For You page and stuff like that with TikTok, I've learned that it's like, oh, like, everything can't be a hit. Can you imagine if everything you did it was so good, like, it, the shit just went viral? Th- then it's no longer your shit. There was the, um, God, I don't know if you are going to know who I'm talking about, Sham, but there was a guy hey. who, what'd you say? I was telling John, hey, haven't seen him in a while. Oh, what's going on, John? There was there's a guy from TikTok. Well, he, I don't know if he's still on TikTok now, but he was the one who did those TikToks about jobs and shit like that. 
and he was like, see, no, and he had that very, like, that high-pitched, squeaky voice, he's like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna be able to do that, and, like, that dude, now he's doing commercials for, like, job company, I think he has, like, talk, I think it's, like, Talkbird or something like that, like, he's making money from his personality, now, they didn't tell him that he can't be his own TikTok, but he's like, yo, I'm making so much money, but y'all, I don't have to do my TikTok anymore, my TikTok page can be exactly what it is, I want to get to that point. I want to get to that point where it's like, you know what? Regardless of the things that I've done on TikTok and social media and stuff like that, it's me and it's my authentic self. So when I podcast with Shan, I'm getting her being authentic the entire time. We don't switch up or code switch or shit like that. It's just how it is. I've seen so many people, they like they get that first little check and it's like, damn, like that, that show ain't even theirs no more. That, that pod ain't theirs no more. Like, so many of my favorite podcasts are gone now because it's like, oh, like, they started to, you know, gain a little bit of traction, and then they forgot the the original 50 to 100 people that were just, like, listening to that shit, that shared that shit, that fucked with that shit. It was like, you know what, like, where where are your reason for doing what you do? There, there was one show in D.C., the dude, he said straight out, he was like, yo, like, I, I'm I'm the best podcaster in D.C., and I was like... No, because mind you, like you, you could be the biggest podcast in DC if only people from DC listen to it. But then when you go outside of this little bubble, like nobody cares. That's how I feel about the internet in its entirety. That's why when I said earlier, I was like, I don't know how it feel having two, three hundred thousand followers. That means there's somebody that I don't know that sees me, and I can't even, I don't even have a microscope to figure out who they are. Two hundred thousand people is a lot of people, Shan. And I don't think a lot of people realize that or it doesn't resonate. So when I see, like, even on YouTube, like, MKBHD and shit, he has, like, 100 million followers. Yo, can you imagine everywhere you go, there might be somebody who knows you and you don't know how they feel about you? Mm. Apply that shit to podcasting. Imagine having every week 100, 200,000 people listening to your shit and you don't know how they feel about what you're going to say every week. Somebody might hate that shit. Somebody might love it. They might comment and things like that, but what I do know with podcasting is the ones that last the longest, the ones that they serve their audiences like The Read and Black Love Matters and stuff like that, like those shows, the reason why they have the audience that they have, regardless of how big or small it might be, that audience, they've been holding them down and they've never switched up. So, again, I land. I'm going to pay Brianna's message. Okay, I don't know if y'all know this, but LinkedIn is the place. They have LinkedIn audio now, and I just started my private consulting business this summer, and I stay on LinkedIn all the time. They have talks. You can go on LinkedIn audio just like stereo, and you can raise your hand if you want to talk, but anybody can join and listen in. Um, I just make love myself like dive in and I am like elevating like I mentally like I just am so into it like I don't know but anyways LinkedIn is the place there's all kind of topics in there I don't know if you've ever checked it out but like I'm addicted to LinkedIn kind of how I used to be in stereo back in the day okay oh wow he is correct. LinkedIn is a great place to drop your links for your podcast only if you're willing for your boss or your coworkers to know 
you have that podcast to listen to what you talk about on that podcast to know that yeah. this is your instagram this is your facebook this is your uh tiktok like if you're willing to be that open and have that window yes linkedin is a great place the only podcast mm-hmm. that i share on linkedin is cozy room podcast because it's just about parenting i will not share mm-hmm. she gets pod i will not share the real mm-hmm. relationship for i will not share loud mouth stereo but i love not it i will not share so what page beyond bid because i don't want the person who sees my resume saying mm, but she did say this on episode 31 like mind your business yep. Stay in your lane. But yes, she is correct. LinkedIn is a great place to learn something, catch on to what's new. And just like I showed you guys in the PodFam text group, so many companies are now giving opportunities to TikTokers, uh, people mm-hmm. who are going to be on social media, people who do podcasting, people who can edit a podcast, people who know how to read demographics on um, different platforms to know where their uh, audience is. So that's why all of these people who may have had a Instagram that was doing numbers, may have had a TikTok that was doing numbers, are now millionaires. Look at that guy black guy that's like he was a factory worker hasn't said anything on any of his videos and he's a millionaire yep yo like uh, another uh, another guy i'll just say is uh do mr beast mr beast they offered him a billion dollars for his catalog of old videos from youtube he said no i know this is worth at least 10 to 20 billion He's like, you can have it for 10 or 20 billion. He just, because he knew his worth, he knew his value. And just like the guy that you're talking about, like the one who he just doesn't say anything in his videos, imagine mm. saying nothing but being able to gain, like, gain traction because, again, that's just who he is. That's his personality. A lot of us, raising my hand here, it's hard to let our personality show and be paid for because we feel as though like nobody would accept it, nobody would understand it because we feel like there has to be something going on in our lives. I, I felt that way. Like, I tried to make my YouTube clips try to pop out where I'm like, I'm walking around in a fucking park recording and shit. I was like, yo, I don't fucking go to the park. I don't. I, I, don't. I really just don't walk around with a fucking DS, uh, DSLR just, like, looking into it, just talking for 20 minutes, vlogging. Like, no, I, it, it's just not for me. Now, my phone, I didn't realize this. With YouTube, you can go live from your phone, and then you can just do that shit that way. It's like, oh, that's easy. TikTok live, same fucking situation. A lot of people have told me, and I think Drake said it also. He was like, yo, you don't have to post half the time on TikTok anymore. Everybody's just going live. People are making bank, Shan, on TikTok with the gifts and shit. You're gifting people stuff, and you're make, they're making money. The girl that I, like, I follow, she follows me back, and she was telling me, because I was like, oh, how much money do you generate? She was like... During the workday, she works from home, but she can make like $500 a day just doing TikTok lives, doing those um, those versus battles. I was like, what, what the fuck am I not catching on to or I'm catching on too late? So you just have to be ahead of the game. Shan is usually really good with that, especially with podcasting. I started doing that by getting those newsletters that Shan was telling me, oh, follow this thing, follow this. Um, also, Anchor comes out with like a weekly 
is it a weekly newsletter? I think it's them. So Anchor and Podcast News, both of them have a weekly newsletter that tells you like metrics or this company bought this and this company does this. Following those trends allows you to like just like have like all the networking gear that you need. But the one thing they've never said is that LinkedIn audio. I've never heard of that shit before. That That's a new one. LinkedIn. Yeah. I got to look it up while you talk, Shay. I got to look it up now. Um, Another thing I would say is don't automatically go into podcasting thinking you have to, you know, pay this person to do this. Pay this person to do that. But see if you can do it yourself. See if your Apple phone does it already. Um, one thing that I did find out doing um, videos on YouTube, Shannon Pods, okay, on YouTube. That's my U- YouTube channel where I'm doing um, a show for Stream Media uh, where they do live vi- videos from their platform for podcasters. And it goes directly to YouTube. It goes directly to um whatever platform that will do live that you're connected to and give you live videos, right? And you can take that audio and use it elsewhere, right? If you want need a cover for your podcast, stop putting your personal picture there of that you have from last Christmas when you was out with family. Stop putting the picture there that you took when you were sitting at your kitchen counter. Figure out a picture that you want to use if you want to use your personal picture or you don't have to use your personal picture at all. Canva has already ready album covers, a.k.a. podcast cover artwork, ready to go. All you have to do is just add in the name or whatever you want to put on it. Graphics are on there. Um, You can upload pictures. You can change the text. You can change the color. You can change the background or you can make your own. And the pixel um, measurement is on there. So you know how, like, maybe you're setting up, like, your YouTube. They got measurements of what it needs to be, what pixels it needs to be. On Canva, you could just enter in the numbers. So FYI, if you need an album cover or podcast artwork, the number for it is 1,400 by 1,400. So it's not pixelated and looking crazy. Because a lot of people won't listen to your podcast if your artwork looks like trash. A lot of people won't. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> hey, yo, I want to thank you guys for checking out Loudmouth Stereo Podcast with Greg from Young Black and Bothered. Don't be afraid to check his podcast out. And don't be afraid to check out She Gets a Pod with me, Shan. And if you're looking for any Loudmouth Stereo merch, check out the Loudmouth Stereo shop with Teespring. Got your t-shirts, got your hoodies, got anything you need to represent Loudmouth Stereo Podcast. Now back to the show. Don't listen to your podcast if shit is blurry or is misspelled. A lot of people won't listen to your podcast if they can't hear you clearly. And this is like a con and a pro. Once you hear the filet mignon of clarity and podcasting done a certain way where you feel like you're sitting there with the person talking, you can't go back to not hearing somebody clearly. You can't go back to noise in the background. You can't go back to hearing somebody hit the mic every two minutes. You can't go back to somebody fumbling something in their pocket or coughing directly into the mic. Like there is an etiquette that your ears is going to be like, 
yeah, I don't care about what they're trying to say. I don't want to listen to them. Be aware of the fact that if there's three dollar stores and I go to one dollar store and it's supposed to be a dollar and it's three ninety five and I go to the other dollar store and it's supposed to be a dollar but it's ninety nine cents and I go to another dollar store and the shit rings up as two something. Which dollar store am I going to if I don't have a lot of money? I'm going to the one that's giving me the same product at the best price with the same fucking quality. Same thing with podcasting. Be on the level of what the majority is or better. But don't be below that shit because you're going to lose followers when they say, oh yeah, the quality went down. Or they used to be this. Or yeah, they used to be more consistent, but now I don't even know when they're podcasting. And don't make a podcast and do it for the summer. Don't talk to your audience and try to bring it back for the winter because you got more time. Your audience is gone, okay? Yeah, fuck that shit. Listen, I hate it. Um, Stay up on all the platforms. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, iHeart. Amazon, Podbean, Google, Stereo, etc. Don't say, you know what, I'm going to be great and I'm going to be big and I'm going to just do this. But then turn around and complain about the fact that you're not getting certain opportunities. I know the reason why a lot of companies might reach out to me and be like, hey, we want to um, do the sponsorship with you. We want to pay you this amount of money per month. All you got to do is one video for us you know, um, for each week. It has to be this length of time and we want you to mention this, but you could talk about whatever you want to talk about. Okay, you can have your same podcast of how you want to have it. Okay, deal. Because I went from doing zero dollars and just doing it for me to now bringing in income to now, yes, stuff in my life costs shit, but guess what? Podcast is paying for it. So I don't see it as a cost. Like, that's Hello. what you need to do. And don't think, just because you just started your podcast, you can't get sponsorships. You can't. Look around you. I know a lot of creative people that do a lot of creative things. So if I know a friend of mine that does photography, it is nothing for me to say, hey, I got a podcast. The listeners I have are between this age range. Those people are usually the ones that's paying for pictures for their family or for anniversaries or whatever, I can do an ad on the podcast for you. Just pay me X amount of dollars. If someone is working for themselves and they need more clients, it is nothing for you to mention it on the podcast. You don't need a big company for that. And I think people's mindset when it comes to, oh, I'm not big enough to have this opportunity. You are. There was a podcaster that was on a video saying, when he started his podcast on whatever year, he had a sponsorship when he started. So he was making he was making at least $500 per month on his podcast when he started. And he started on the free platform. So don't say, oh, I just started my podcast. I can't make money. You can make money. There's a lot of platforms that'll give you a limit for how many um uploads you can have or videos you can have and there's a lot of free platforms that don't limit you at all so you're the only one limiting you by not making the time to make the content to be seen by the companies who want to know damn 
I like the way that she markets herself. I like the fact that she puts out merch sometimes in some posts and it's organic and it's not flooding. I like the fact that she talks about this on this post. I like the fact that I'm ready with an expectation of next week, I'm going to see this from her. And I like the fact that if I give her opportunity, I know this is gonna be an opportunity for my company to grow because she was already doing it with her own shit. I know that's how companies are looking at me when I do certain things. And I'm cool with that because I'm not overextending myself by doing what I'm doing. Like Greg said, I like marketing myself. I like doing stuff on Canva. And there are people that reach out to me and say, hey, I have an episode. Can you do this for me? Can you edit this for me since you're comfortable editing this for me? I'll pay you this. Can you market this for me? I'll pay you this. Yes, I'm going to do it. One, because I was doing it already. Two, if you're going to pay me, then I see that as an advantage for myself. And I see that as an advantage for you. Because one, if you have my contact information, I must already like you. If you have my contact information, we must be already cool. And my thing is, if I saw Greg doing something podcast-wise and I know I can help Greg, I'm not going to sit in the podcast chat or around Greg while he's talking about something and allow Greg to pay somebody to do something I can do. I'm going to say to Greg, I can do it. When Greg came to me in the podcast chat and was like, hey, I need um, to post this on YouTube. Can you do a YouTube cover? I said yes, because I already did a YouTube cover for myself for six episodes already that's just sitting on my computer ready to go. I can do that for him. I know how to take the background out of pictures. I know how to do the post. And when I did that for him, I told him, give me... So give me till the end of the day to do it. But I did it in the 15 minutes that he sent it to me in that chat because I can do it from my phone. You can have Canva on your phone, on the go, or you can have it on your computer. So I think the best thing you can do when you're podcasting is utilize the people around you. Don't be quiet about what you need because I like the people that I podcast with. I like the people who are in contact with me that podcast because we don't hawk anything. And when I say hawking things, like I'm not in a conversation with people who are scared of what I can do. I'm not in a conversation with people um, who know something more that can help me and don't say shit. I'm in conversation with people who are not threatened by me doing something in a good way. And I'm not threatened by them doing something in a good way. We all have something to bring to the table when it comes to podcasting. And I think exploring and all your monetizing options is super important because your time does cost money. If you had to go to work tomorrow and you was like, you know what? I'm not going. I'm going to sleep in. You're costing yourself money because you got shit to do. Your check is going to be a day short of hours that you could have paid something off. So when you approach this podcasting thing, yes, please have fun. Yes, please be honest. Yes, please um, do it with quality. But at the same time, your time is money. And this is another thing. If you schedule to do a show with somebody and they don't show up and they don't say that they're not show up, and they're late um don't 
don't show up on their time. Don't let them contact you and be like, oh, can we do it now? No, we cannot do it now. Let's go ahead and um, schedule another time. Or no, I can't do it now, period. Not I'm going to schedule it another time because I'm not wasting my time. You already wasted my time. I already put time away to go ahead and do this with you and you didn't show up and you didn't come to record. I got other shit to do. And for me personally, I'm not telling you to not to do this. But to me, I'm not giving anybody a second chance to waste my time. Not business-wise, not romantically, not um, because it takes away time from me doing shit with people I want to do shit with. My kids, um, myself, uh, you know, other family, other friends, because I didn't go out tonight because I wanted to do this recording. You didn't show up. So now I'm just asked out without nothing. And I got to come up with content so I don't waste my time. So when it comes to monetizing um, options, don't only treat your podcast like a hobby. Like Greg said, work at it. It's business that you're doing and stay consistent because ads do matter. Sponsorships do matter. Premium content does matter. You don't have to do your premium content how somebody else does it. You don't have to give out free merch to people um, in order for your merch to sell. When it comes to merch, it's all a test. You create merch, you post it up, you give yourself a deadline to see how many views it got. If it's not getting views, delete the shit, come back to it. Research um, an era of how someone did t-shirts, where was the placement for certain things, do a different placement. Everybody likes the placement of words on a shirt on the right. How about you be different and put that shit on the left? Right now, graphics on the back of t-shirts are selling more than graphics that are on the front of t-shirts. I don't know why, but that just is. It ain't nothing for you to put your logo on the back of a long sleeve t-shirt or a sweatshirt right now and sell that shit. If it's not selling, watch it. If it's not getting views, take that shit off. It's adding and subtracting. Eventually, as you do your content, as things get better, people are gonna be like, you know what? She be on her shit. I'm going to buy a shirt. You know what? She always posting her work and she always posting her link. She on top of her shit. I'm going to buy it. Whether they wear it or not, it doesn't fucking matter. Whether they get it and they put it in like a raffle, it doesn't fucking matter. The fact that somebody supported you in a way of buying something from you, for you, uh, that's better than not buying shit. Whatever you do with that money, when you get it, do what you need to do with it. I like to reinvest money I get with podcasting. I pay attention to how my shows do um, that get sponsorships. They tell me at the end of the month. So for September, um, today I shared what I made for She Gets a Pod, which was about 50 something dollars in ads that I made for She Gets a Pod. But I have multiple podcasts. But the thing that you also have to research when it comes to these platforms is some platforms only give you certain sponsorship opportunities and ads if you reach a certain number of listeners. So you have to do the work. The episodes have to be there. The listeners have to be there for them to give you better opportunities. So 
if you are a podcaster and you want to get more opportunities from your podcast, you have to be willing to have pages where you can be found, platforms where you can be found, where it can be vivid, where someone will be like, you know what, I got this company. I see what they're doing on this platform. I want to get bigger on this platform. Let me go ahead and email them because you know why? Your email is easy to be found for your business, for your podcast, in your bio. Nobody wants to look for your shit. Nobody wants to click a link, to click another link, to click another link. They want to click one thing, find all of the things, and then be done with it because people have other shit to do. You are not the only podcaster. But you are the podcaster that that company wants for a particular reason. My thing is just make sure that the reason that they want you is vivid and they don't have to dig for the shit. Yeah, let, let me add one thing to that because you said something so potent about going in different directions and stuff like that. When it comes to finding your information, spend the money to get your domain. Yeah. Best advice Shan's ever given me, best advice that I've ever taken Having a domain is like it, it matters so much to me now because I'm seeing what these other platforms do to creators to stop them from being able to actually monetize. Like the, the link in the bio shit that people do and then they give you like their link tree. Like that shit is it's it's socially irresponsible at this point. And the reason why I say that is because Having the link in the bio, the link trees and the the beacons and stuff, I get it. They're free, but they're free for a reason. They're made for content creators who are starting out, but you have to start investing at some point. So the reason why I say that, I don't know if you've noticed this, Shan, but I've definitely noticed it. TikTok and I want to say not Instagram yet, but TikTok and Twitter do this thing where if you have a link tree or beacons and all those like those click the bio link websites or whatever Mm. they they mute certain shit so they mute each other so tiktok will mute your link tree if you have like that in your bio so there are women who have like only fans and shit like that it automatically blocks that (laughs) but if you had your own domain they can't block that because it's an actual it's a hosted domain you can't block that stuff but essentially, it's like, I'm trying to think of, like, a perfect analogy for it. People use, like, Linktree, how we used to all use Photo Bucket. It's like, hey, it's free. We can just put our fucking photos on there, and they'll hold it forever. But it's like, if it ever goes down, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. It also, like, you, you, you look like everybody else. I had it for a while, and then I was paying the 8 bucks a month. I was like, okay, I could pay Linktree $8 a month, or I can buy my, my domain for $12 a year design it how I want and then I can also add elements that no platform like Linktree and all have which is email subscriber list that is honestly one of the best things I've taken out of clubhouse people told me that shit and I was like yo I'm going to get it started I'm gonna get this set up lady was like oh well I'll help you out with it I know what I'm doing blah 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 blah. she set that shit up flawless Absolutely flawless. Now, I'm not saying I'm sending people 150 emails every week or nothing like that, but the ability to actually hold on to your audience from your email subscriber list, just in the event that, you know what, your TikTok goes down, your Instagram goes down, something gets hacked, you always have those subscribers. So 
again just get a domain it's cost effective it's prof it's, it's it's professional most people used to have like business cards and shit now everybody just has like professional websites why not so and get it now especially if like your name is special like your name is like Starkeisha and shit like that like guess what <laughs> boom starkeisha.com that is your website and you can get it for uh, like 3 years so. yeah and with that is when you when you have a website you cancel out all these platforms having rules of what you can and can't do like even instagram the way that i post on instagram and market on instagram they'll tell me oh you can't post anymore to protect you know the other viewers and they're basically saying bitch you you got a lot of shit going on um you too consistent stop come back in like three hours you know what i'm saying and we'll let you post again um instagram's whole goal is to make money you know tiktok's goal is to take advantage of people who want to spread the news of who they are what they do um and make money and your goal is to be able to take whoever's finding you on TikTok to where they where else you are. Um, so TikTok to Twitter will be cool. Twitter to my IG will be great. Um, my IG to my email for opportunities will be better. Right. And that's the goal. Like you should be funneling people all the time. People should know where else you're at. And a lot of people say, oh, I have this going on, but your bio is empty. I don't know nothing about you. But there's a space for you to add your Instagram, but your Instagram is not there. Even on here, on here, on your profile, there's a way that you can connect your IG. A lot of people love to be on here incognito, don't show who they are, have this avatar, talk the most shit but your Instagram is nowhere to be found. Your Twitter is nowhere to be found. Your website is nowhere to be found, but you're so great. Well, I can't tell that. So everything that you're saying to me could be read out of a storybook that you got in your hand because I don't see you nowhere else. I don't see how great you are nowhere else. And I'm not saying you have to show me that you're great, but to me, you can't tell me all of these great things and be so intelligent on here but you scared to show your face even on twitter i treat it the same way you got a cartoon for your icon but yet you always on my page having conversation and being so deep but you hiding everything in your media there are no real pictures of you but you hiding everything and to me i understand that people don't want to show pictures but the way that you combat that is if you take an actual picture of you at your house or at the park and you don't want people to be able to locate you and know where you are all you have to do is take a screenshot of that same picture and use that screenshot to post it on your media there's no information with the screenshot because it's a picture of a picture that has no information nobody needs to know where you are nobody needs to know the city that you live in personally speaking I love to put my location in Washington. I love to put my location in Texas. I love to put my location in Bermuda, 
in uh, Hawaii and I'm not there because y'all don't need to know exactly where I am. Y'all don't need to know um, that I've never been in Montana, but yesterday I posted that I'm in Montana. But the key thing with putting a location on your pictures is whenever somebody puts in Montana, your shit gonna come up. Whenever somebody puts in this city in Texas, your shit's gonna come up. And they'll be like, oh, damn, she's everywhere. No, I'm not. But I can also put that I am in Texas when I'm not in Texas. I could put that I'm in DC and I'm not in DC. I could put that I'm on, I'm in New York on Fifth Street and I'm not in New York. I haven't been in New York in seven years. But you don't have to know that. But you can spread yourself on these platforms in so many ways that you don't do because you're not thinking. All right. Um, make your merch items custom when they need to be custom. Think about would I want to wear this? Don't just make it and be like, oh, my podcast is on the shirt. You don't ever buy it. Because it looks like you made this shirt at home. I don't want to buy it. And then you have to think about a lot of people sell their merch and they say, I want to make a profit. I want to make a profit. Cool. But if I can buy three shirts for $24 that look better than this at Target and you're selling this one t-shirt that looks like shit for $44 and then I got to turn around and pay $10 for shipping, I don't want this shirt. And a lot of people do want your merch, but your price range makes no sense because shipping has gone up. So if you have merch, you may want to check the platform that you're on and make sure that you are making a profit in the U.S. and in Europe. Because Europe shipping has gone up to the point where if I'm making a $5 profit on on an item, in Europe, I'm probably making 18 cents. So if I don't up the price for Europe, the profit that I'm going to make from that being sold is basically going to be nothing. So they're basically getting a free shirt. So just be mindful of your price points. Be mindful of if I was going to college or I was working a job check by check, would I have enough money to support you by buying this item? And a lot of y'all items on y'all merch pages are too high with the shipping that they have to pay all right and it's cool to do raffles you can do like um you know if if you know y'all can name what uh episode was episode three and what i said when i said this i'll send you this free shirt you could do that you can also get a peel box and let other companies send you stuff to a peel box where you don't have to give them your address um, but just be mindful that PO boxes cost money. And my thing is, if you're going to go that deep in podcasting and have a PO box and have a website and buy equipment, you might as well get an LLC. An LLC is not expensive. The LLC in Georgia cost me a hundred dollars. Best a hundred dollars that I spent in my life because I can write that off. And every year when I got to pay for that LLC to be um, an awareness to the public that I have it and it's a legit business, I get to write that off. I get to write off equipment. I get to write off the um, website. I get to write off that peel box because that 
P.O. Box is going up in price. So you do want to make profits from your podcast. That is something you do want to do. Um, what else? You don't have to do everything. So if you do get to a point where you can source out someone to do your editing, do that. If you can source out somebody to do your marketing and your uploads, do that. But I do think podcasters should have a platform on Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok. But you have to show up in a different way. You can't show up the same way on your Twitter, on your Instagram, and on your uh, TikTok. It just doesn't translate well. And you come off lazy, like you're not trying. You're just trying to say that you have it just to have it. Because a lot of podcasters would be like, oh, I'm celebrating this, you know, anniversary of my podcast. And it's so great. And you're always talking about it. But I don't see you on this platform. You don't never talk about it. I haven't seen your merch. You got merch, but I didn't even know you had merch because you never talk about it. You never drop um, pictures. You never say anything about it. You never have sales. It's okay to do promo sales for a week. One thing I do like about Teespring is they push every time when you make a new item, hey, you should put this on promo, make your own promo code. You could do whatever percentage off and then you can share that link. Then you could take that to Canva, make a post that, hey, just got some new merch, check out the shop. It's 15% off from Sunday to, you know, Tuesday, whatever. Post it wherever you want. Like, don't be lazy about the fact that you're spending time podcasting. Create what would be valuable to your audience. Make a show about topics that cater to what your audience care about. Don't make a show because it's popular over there. Don't make a show because they're doing it over there and they're getting a lot of feedback on this show, so I want to talk about it. That's lazy to me. A lot of podcasters wouldn't have content if the world wasn't awake. And when I say that, like, if they wasn't, if the world wasn't messed up, if news wasn't crazy, they wouldn't have nothing to talk about on their show because they have no substance. Yo gotta add to that have to add to that that is exactly why we restructured Young Black and Bothered reason why during COVID it was almost like we were regurgitating CNN and every other news outlet that was it it almost felt like our ideals weren't like our ideals it was more so it's like we gotta have our say in whatever's going on in the world, but just put it, like, in a spin. It's like, or we just, we don't talk about the same fucking thing that they, like, everybody's already talking about it. How about you just talk about something else? There's a lot of shit going on in the world that it didn't even, like, get talked about for two years. And Mm. truthfully, that's why a lot of podcasters, and including us at YBB, like, it just, it it didn't click. It was like, all right, cool. It's, It's the easiest route. It was like, we know for a fact that our listeners wanted to hear us talk, and they don't mind if we talk about something that they've heard about before, but then it's like, but do they want to hear it for like the 15th time? And more importantly, do they want to hear it at all? Some people do, some people don't. We, You know, one person messaged me, and they were like, hey, like, you know, 
like, I, I don't know why you guys were going so hard on 45. And I was like, we're not going hard on 45. That's just how we felt, right? At, you know, at the time and everything like that. And plus, like, it's right in our faces. And they were like, well, maybe talk to somebody that has a different perspective. And I completely shot that shit down. I was like, no, like, our thoughts are our thoughts as podcasters. Then, you know, looking back at it, it's like, yo, what if I would have done that, though? Like, what if I would have just, like, you know, had a conversation with somebody else and just thought about, you know, their take on things, regardless of how I felt about how it was, like, absolutely asinine and not just have that talk. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, you have to do that. But, I mean, as a new podcaster, these mistakes you're going to make, Shane. Like, but the issue is for new podcasters, they see established podcasters or people who podcast and stuff like that, like you and I. They see us as kind of like gatekeepers, and it's like, well, they're just telling us this, like, podcasting's changed so much, and it has. But the one thing that hasn't changed about podcasting is listeners are really fucking fickle. Yeah. You you can't be a podcaster and not listen to podcasts. Shan will tell you, like, she posts other people's podcasts and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I've learned shows because of Shan. And even those shows that Shan has, like, told me about, I've had to outgrow those shows because it's like, okay, like, that 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 was a summer. That was a mm-hmm. couple months. And the reason why it didn't work out, it wasn't like the show was bad. It was also, like, I took what I could get from that show and I moved on. Now, I might come back every once in a while, but right now, if it's going to be the same thing every week, if it's going to be the same content every week, I'm not gaining value from that. So I guess what I'm trying to say to anybody who's listening is you should get value out of every episode of podcasting that you, you know, that you listen to, you could be 19 or you could be 39. Like you should honestly, at the end of every podcast episode, you should be able to be like, damn, like I actually, I gained mm-hmm. from listening to this, especially if, you know, you've been listening to the show for like an hour, hour and a half. Like I'm hoping tonight's episode, like I, I told Shan, I was like 930 to 1030. It's almost midnight. It feel like fucking 2020 all over again. I know. <laughs> feel like fucking 2020 again. And it's because, like, I, I'm long-winded. I know this. But what Chan is like, that's just how it is. This is how, like, we kind of podcast. It could be an hour. could be three. You never know. But the difference is what I've learned from Shan. It's not what we've learned from podcasts. It's more so what I've learned from Shan is are we adding value to the people who are listening? If we can say that we've added value, if I can honestly, at the end of the show, and it's happened the last couple like episodes we've done, I'm like, yo, like, it feels, it almost feels like it's not podcasting anymore. It's it's one of those like, you just you transition into just like audio radio if you want to call it that. It's just like people they'll understand why it's this long because there's no sequence to it. It's just it flows. So you want your podcast to be like that where the shit just flows. And regardless of people are there for 19 minutes or the entire three hours, it it matters. They gain something from that little bit of time that they spent with you. So I'll land there. That's a fact. I'm going to play this. So Chan, what would be your tip to me? I don't do podcasting, but I have 
my own, you know, business for coaching. Um, I am public on my Instagram and my LinkedIn and I have the beacons link in the website. It's all linked together. So I'm accessible. But how do you feel about hashtags um, other than being present? Because I'm I kind of want to pursue it, but it's not like I don't want to be overwhelmed. I don't want to I want to promote without promoting, like not in a lazy way, but in a way where like I can just be accessible for people to find me. Um, you mentioned the locations doing different stuff, but how do you feel about hashtags? Do people still use hashtags? I don't know if you can offer any advice since the podcasting is more your thing, but any tips would be great. I would say um, if you're showing your work on LinkedIn and on Instagram or another platform, make sure someone can put in your name on TikTok and find your work also. Um, hashtags are cool, but I think people don't understand hashtag. So a big hashtag that goes for TikTok is hashtag FYP. You know, find your page or um, hashtag FYP with a sideways smiley face. If it's in the billions or the millions you're going to get swamped. People are not going to find you. But everybody uses it to the point where they think, oh, I'm going to be found on someone's FYP if I put this here. Not anymore because too many people know about it. The more unique you make your hashtag, the better. So like if I, if my brand was called Brown Bag and I spelled it with two Gs instead of one, I would hashtag brown bag or hashtag brown spelt wrong or hashtag B-A-G-G under what I'm posting. I want to do it every single post, but I will do it some posts. And if I if I'm looking for a brown bag, I would think about if I was a person looking for a brown bag, how would I put it in to search for it? Because Twitter is a great search engine. Um, Instagram is a great search engine and TikTok is a great search engine. You, you don't even need YouTube to learn anything now that there's TikTok. Okay. So, um, you, I think YouTube now search engine is so swamped that I did a video about brunch and I tested it and I put my title about brunch verbatim in youtube and i couldn't find my video it's not that the video wasn't there is that there's so many people talking about brunch that are doing better numbers than my video because it's new that my video doesn't exist and so i think the more unique you make your post in your hashtag the better you'll be found like our yeah. platform that we use for the podcast is red circle so a lot of times I'll randomly go on on Instagram, hashtag Red Circle, and my shit pops up. If Red Circle was so popular like Apple, my post wouldn't pop up because everybody hashtags Apple Podcasts. Everybody mm -hmm. hashtags Apple something. So I think it's about being unique and being uniquely found. Now, when I put in Shan B. Podden as a hashtag on TikTok, I find so many of my videos. I put in She Gets It Pod 
on all of these platforms, I find so many of my posts. You want to make it unique to you that nobody is really going to use. Yeah, I'll add to that. Only hashtags that matter to me now. I did the whole FYP shit that it never worked in my favor. And the reason why is nobody cares. Um, It's like you said, too many, too many things to filter out. The three hashtags I know for a fact that with my videos that I've been doing recently, my username, that regardless of what your username, that should be your first hashtag because people can go and look at your like videos. But if other people tag you or if they repost your shit, because TikTok allows you to do that reposting, if you have your name hashtag and they repost it, it also show you the people that actually like reposted your video. That matters. So you want to have that. Two, like if you are in like a niche or something like that, like for me, like I do like a lot of tech reviews and stuff like that. Like my competition is like another like YouTuber. He has like better cameras and all, all the like the fancy setups and shit. But the problem he's having is he is in one bubble. He he does just YouTube. He does he doesn't believe in YouTube Shorts. He doesn't believe in uh, TikTok or Instagram. Uh, what is it called? Instagram Reels. And he mm. also he abuses like SEO. So if you're familiar with SEO, you know like there's apps. There's like TubeBuddy. There's VidIQ. He abuses the shit out of that. What it does is say if he does a review for like the iPhone 14. Naturally, if you're doing a review for like an iPhone 14, your hashtag is going to be Apple, iPhone 14, iPhone 14 Pro, um, like something dealing with Apple, AirPods or some shit like that. In theory, that works. But when you're actually typing at the top, you don't type in hashtag whatever the fuck it is. So mm-hmm. when it comes to SEO, the only like YouTube is the only platform where they still believe like hashtags actually matter. It's been proven the reason why hashtags don't matter is because the search engines are so good. You should be able to just type in whatever the fuck it is and it shows up. I Sometimes like I'll be on Clubhouse and somebody will talk about something that they saw on TikTok and I just type out what they said and I find the fucking video. Mm. Which is which is crazy. There, there was a like uh, it was like something about like the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. I typed in Jeffrey Dahmer and then I typed in the one keyword that I was like, oh, like, the way they said it, it, like, it resonated with me, so I just typed it in, that video popped up, the situation with the Florida hurricane and everything, everybody's typing in, like, hashtag Ian, hashtag Florida, stuff like that, like, you're going to end up with, imagine typing in hashtag Florida, Shane, that's, that's going to be fucking 6,000 posts, and you're going to try to figure out what it is, but if you're that person who's like, you know what, I want to, I'm want to go viral i want people to make sure that they see my videos if you're not posting your actual username and then you can also which is the the actual cheat code that somebody on tiktok taught me put what it is like the actual like hash or whatever the hashtag that you want to use so if you're saying like hurricane ian just say hurricane ian and then your username right behind it if you do that shit you stand out but for me, the reason why I personally don't believe in hashtags is because when I use Google or any other search engine, I just want to type what it is because it's just like muscle memory. I don't go and say 
hashtag FYP. Because my For You page, I hate it to begin with. So why the fuck do I want to type in FYP and see 8,000 videos that I don't want to see? I want to see, you know, Shambi Potten, and I'm going to type in that hashtag. If I type that in, just like when you actually do the post, like if Shan goes on TikTok and she uses her own hashtag, it'll tell her how many views she has on the right-hand side. So it might yeah. say, oh, she's had like 750,000 views, right? Guess what? If she types her name in the search engine, all of that's going to show up. That's why the only one that, in my personal opinion, matters is that. And if you can't, like say, for example, your like TikTok or your your name, your username is something that everybody else might have. Your name might be like Hot Mama 09 or some shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. Then just use the hashtag of your name. Like I would just use Greg Austin as a hashtag because even if there might be like 15 other people who are Greg Austin or something like that, guess what? It's not going to be as many people thinking about using their actual name. When Shan uses her name, she can say, you know what? I can go and just put my hashtag in there, put my name in there. It's a signature. It's a virtual signature. And it helps yeah. with SEO. So when you have a brand reach out to you and they're like, hey, we want to see your metrics and stuff like that. Yeah, you can send them your media kit, but you can also just straight out tell them, hey, search my username on social media. If they can do that shit and they can see everything from right there, they're like, oh, they're about their business. They don't just post FYP. They don't post Sprite or Pepsi. It's just, no, it's their hashtag. So if you can figure out a way to get your own unique hashtag or your own unique like username, you're in the clear. So, And if you don't, again, like I said before, use your name and whatever you're actually talking about as the hashtag. That right there, you're golden. So that's it. That's a fact. I got a couple more, and then I'm not going to keep y'all, but... Good stuff, good stuff. Can't wait to make clips out of this video. That's another thing. Make clips of your video. Now Canva allows you to make posts with your audio from whatever. You can talk over it. You can take your audio from the podcast and make posts. Drop it in your story. Drop it in a reel. You can make reels directly on Canva. Um... My thing with mics is do your own research. Just because somebody says, you know what, I hate this mic, doesn't mean you're going to hate the mic. When it comes to mics, I think you should get the mic that you can afford and that you can sound good in, all right? Network with people and learn from other podcasters about what mics do. Um, Make sure when you buy your equipment, you save the receipts or you send the email to your LLC folder that should be in your inbox. That way, when it comes tax time, you can just go on that folder, put in the year, and all of the receipts of what you purchase is going to pop up. All right. People only hate doing their taxes because they're not organized. When you're organized, doing your taxes is just like, ooh, payday. Okay. Um, If you're getting the numbers that you're supposed to be getting from your podcast, you can do live events to make money. If you're getting the feedback you need to get from your audience, you could do a Patreon to make money. Um, Have a purpose for your podcast. That's what's going to keep you consistent. That's what's going to keep you showing up. Um, If it's for adults, look up new adult topics. If it's for kids, look up 
what these kids are going through, get to know kids, see what they're talking about. Um, if it's for laughs, go over what's actually funny, but don't get um, banned or, oh, you're shunned from the world because you said this and you thought it was funny and nobody thinks it's funny. Or they're saying like, oh, you're anti this because you laughed at this. Like, Be mindful of what you think is funny that might not be funny to other people. And that might cause you to lose opportunities. It might cause that company to not call you because of what you said on this show or that show. Um, Self-help podcasts, make sure your topic is not so basic. So if I was talking about depression, I don't want to name the title of my episode depression because it's going to get flooded in all of the podcasts that have depression in the title, which is going to be millions of people. Find a unique way to title your podcast to be seen first, okay? When it comes to relationships, same thing. Find a new way to talk about gaslighting so your title doesn't just say gaslighting, all right? Technology, find a new way to deliver information about technology. Find a new approach on talking about technology. Okay, perfect example. I bought a new mic. I bought a Shure mic, and the way that I was used to hooking up the Blue Yeti is way simpler compared to how to hook up the Blue Mic with my Mac Air because of what it plugs into. When I put in YouTube how to connect Shure mic, every video was telling me all the things that the Shure mic can do. None of the fucking videos was telling me how to hook up the Shure mic. And I was so fucking frustrated. Now, I did find out how to connect the Shure mic um, and how to use it um, eventually, but it wasn't through YouTube. And I feel like I should be able to put in how to connect a shore mic without someone telling me, oh, this mic is great for this. And, you know, it can do this and you can sound like this here. I said how to connect it. Nothing in this video is telling me how to connect it. So be really particular about what someone is coming to this video for, what someone is coming to listen to this audio for in your description and in your title because you can have what somebody need and they skip over it because the title didn't give me that that's what I was going to get. Um, what else? Pod mistakes. Um, don't go into your podcast thinking your podcast is for everybody. <laughs> you are not for everybody. Greg is not for everybody. Brianna is not for everybody. Miss Cannabis is not for everybody. Your podcast is not going to be for everybody. Somebody's going to hate it. Somebody's going to love it. Somebody's not going to understand it. Somebody's going to take think that you're wasting your time. And somebody's going to be like, damn, I found what I needed all my life. You know, like that's, that's what's going to happen. Your goal is to find more people that's like, damn, I found what I needed all my life. Those are your people. Those are the people that's going to grow with you. Those are the people that are going to donate directly to Red Circle to donate to your podcast. They don't want anything in return. Some people do want something in return. That's why you have merch. 
some people do want to hear themselves on your podcast. That's why you should have a Google subscriber number that you can give your audience in the episode and in the show notes that they can call in with questions or they can call in to give you feedback on something you said in the last episode. Those are ways that you grow your show. You grow your audience, allowing them to be heard, allowing them to be seen, allowing them to feel like they matter with your show or whatever you're selling. And I think um, Gary V does a great job of being willing to be hated, being willing to let his um, um, platform show the views of people who think he's full of shit. Um, and he balances out with people that really come up to him young and old and be like, damn, you said this on this episode and I've been doing it ever since. And me and my wife have made millions each year since we listened to that episode. Like, a lot of people need to hear the shit that you've been through, the shit that um, you experienced. A lot of people need to hear the way that you messed up in order to be better people. And as long as people humble themselves enough to share their experiences, you're going to have a great time with your audience. You're going to get the opportunities you need to grow in the way that you need to grow them. When it comes to group podcasters, make sure you're podcasting with someone who is equally invested. For instance, Greg and I have never met in real life. Greg and I met through a Zoom with other podcasters over the pandemic when it first started. And Greg was like, hey, I see that you serious about your podcasting shit just like me. There's this app called Stereo. We can get on it and make money. Do you want to do a show? I said, yes. And we've been doing shows together ever since. This app has changed over the years. But Greg and I have grown through it. Um, we have made money together and I've never met Greg in real life, but his work ethic is mirrored to mine. Is it exactly the same? No, but we respect each other's work, work ethic and we work together. Find somebody who's willing to work with you and grow with you in podcasting. And if someone is lacking and you feel like you're doing most of the work, don't hold back. Be honest about that shit and ask them. Do you still want to do this? Yay or nay? I'm not going to hate you if you don't, but I don't want to feel like I'm dragging you to podcasts. The worst thing that you can do in a group podcast is feel like you're dragging people to podcasts because your listeners can hear it. Okay. Um, last thing, not having a plan and the active goal is a fucking mistake in podcasting because people can hear that you're drifting. People can hear that you're running out of momentum. Um, a lot of podcasters have been like, you know what? I'm not going to lie. This is the last episode. I got a lot going on in life and I can't really do this podcast anymore, but you can find me here. You can find me there. Nobody is saying if you start a podcast, you have to podcast forever. You don't. Nobody is saying if you start a YouTube, you got a YouTube forever, you don't. People evolve, life happens, and just do your thing and make it honest and authentic. Um, and I think that's how you have fun with the shit. But if you have any questions, you can always ask 
Greg or myself on this app. You can send messages on this app. We'll answer them. Um, our lives are very different. Greg is a married man with a child. I am a single mother with two kids, okay? So I'm not always sitting on stereo, but I do check it from time to time and I will try to answer. You can find me at Shambi Podden on Twitter, TikTok, IG, and shambipodden.com. Uh, you can email me at shegetsapod at gmail.com. Um, Greg, you can find that Al Sharp Tongue on Twitter. He is not going to add you on Instagram. And you can find him at Hey Greggy on TikTok, okay? Uh, I am going to play this message. And if anybody has any questions before we get out of here, please drop it now. It is 12.15 a.m. on the East Coast in America. And Greg and I have to go to the help to sleep. <laughs> Let me see. Bye. Silent moment. Let's see. Oh, God, he's playing music. That's a definite no. Um, one, one last thing that I'll say um, to add to what you had said is I, I really just want people who are going to be consistent to be consistent. Like, Shannon and I have had enough episodes where, like, I can miss a couple episodes. When I say I, because she doesn't miss anything. It's usually me. So when we don't have episodes, I don't be apologizing because a lot of y'all need to catch up to the previous shit that we listen, you know, that we recorded. So there's that. But there are a lot of people who like to start, but they've never started. They're like, you know what? I got a podcast. And it's like, all right, cool. Where's it at? And it's like, oh, it's on SoundCloud. That's not starting. That's not starting to me. Um, and the reason why I say it, it's no disrespect, but it's also like this, per like this procedures, like, if you're a SoundCloud rapper, I get it. It's easy for you to just like upload that MP4. However, most people use Apple Music. Most people use Spotify. Put your stuff where people can find it. Yeah. Be where they are. If you're not where they are, they're not listening. That's why with me, with YouTube, like love YouTube to death. Like, but I also know it is a dying platform. You have to be where people are. I'm learning people like to see their videos quick, like it has to be less than 10 minutes, but it also has to be engaging. So I have to kind of like play the role when it comes to that podcasting, a lot of the same, you know, a lot of the same situations. You have to be able to engage with your audience, but also be where they are. That's why with stereo, I'm going to email them tomorrow because I don't even know where the fuck they are anymore. So may maybe we can talk to them on another note, but to close, what I'm saying is this. Be everywhere. Someone would say, oh, I don't really use Instagram. Like, why not? If the answer is you just don't like the platform, think about it in the sum of money. There are a lot of people who just in 2020 and in 2021 swore, and even to this day, I have friends who are like, yo, I'm never getting a TikTok. And I'm like, okay, cool. So what are you going to do when Instagram goes down for a day or two? Or, you know, they have an outage. Oh, I'll go to Twitter. But you deleted your Twitter page five or six years ago because of the same shit. If you're going to be on social media, regardless of what age you're on, just be on them all. Even if you never post, just be there. And the reason why is if you're not, from what I've learned, someone will take your username yeah. and apply it to themselves. We, Shannon and I, when we first started podcasting, 
I remember Shan saying, like, yo, there's a podcast that had a name similar to her podcast name. And that person, like, it was a whole, like, it was a whole ordeal. And it's like, oh, like, you don't even use that. You're just doing it with the sake of getting traction from your page. And you and I both agreed. It was like, okay, the only reason that person had the name still, the way that they wanted to have the name, was because they thought that, okay, people are listening to Shan's show, but they're coming and following me. It don't work that way. Yeah. So just and that's if you and that's be... why I, I I it was she gets it and that's why I added pod on the end of it because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people with a name on IG that she gets it, um and I had a initial Instagram page that got hacked and I had to make a second one so that's why you'll see it twice and you'll see mm-hmm. some of my stuff on one but a lot of people will take your name and sit on it and not do shit with it. Yep. Dude took, so back in 2017, like I told myself, I was like, okay, like Instagram had Greg available, right? So I was like, okay, Greg's available. I'm going to take it. The guy who hacked my Instagram at the time changed it so he could steal the name because his name was Greg also. So if you go on Instagram, the dude whose name is Greg on Instagram, that was my initial Instagram page. He took it, hacked it, and then now it's his. And there's nothing I can do about it. So for like three years, he never actually used the account. I reached out to Instagram. I was like, yo, that account has been inactive for 14 months. Anybody who knows anything about social media, if you see a name that you like, if it's been inactive for a little bit over a year, so 12, 13 months, you can reach out to that platform and say, you know what? They haven't used this account since 2012. I want that name, and they have to give you that name. A lot of people don't know that shit. Me, though, I did it, and the error that I made was I reached out to him. I reached out to him, and I was like, yo, I need this name. You know what he did? He posted. Yeah. He he made a post, so now I I'm and he's he's more consistent with the name now, but I'm really pissed off because it's like yo like I could have had like uh, imagine telling people that you know what your name is just your fucking name on your social media. That's why when people like okay why won't I change Al Sharpton like why don't I just make everything just one unified name? I was like the moment I do that, all the tweets that I've had since two thousand eight two thousand nine no longer are mine. There's somebody else's. So that's why that stays the same. But all the other platforms are like either Hey Greg or Hey Greggy for that very reason. They are going to be that way. So it's all in cohesion. I talked to like a, so one of the like social media managers I was like interviewing on like Fiverr and shit. They're like, no, don't change that name because if you change that name, you can't refer to any of your old tweets as yours because whoever takes your name now owns the rights to those tweets. So I just left it as it is. So be mindful of that. Also, your podcast name, you can change it until you're blue in the face. But I would just tell you to honestly stick with whatever name you have. Don't do a whole bunch of rebrandings and shit. Shannon and I, we talked about it for like, I don't know how many times I was like, yo, should I change Young Black and Bother? Should I change it to this? I, I I, I ran so many names down and the shit... None of them stuck. None of them were good. It was just like, oh, like all of these were just 
like you're just trying to get off of that name and you're just thinking of like every name in the book and there were a few that was like all right cool but then i wouldn't have been happy with those because now the the podcast is the podcast the name is the name like i I might not be 21 young but i'm still young at heart right still Mm -hmm. black still bothered about a lot of shit so the the name sticks and it's kind of like the name you know it's like all right cool like we know why that name is that name is always going to be that and until something happens where there's like something really detrimental, where I'm like, you know what, we got to change the podcast name. And I'm sure that there's a couple podcasters that I've listened to, like I ain't gonna say their names, but there are a few where it's like, okay, they just stopped podcasting altogether because they kind of grew up podcasting. Uh-huh. They, you know, and they're like, you know what, we just don't want to have the history of our old episodes. And I'll say this, and it's my last point: podcasting should be a time capsule for you. What's up, Vader? Yeah. Yeah, your po- your podcast should be a time capsule in your life. If you haven't grown while podcasting, you're not podcasting. You're just talking into a microphone. You're yelling into the void. You should be able to look at episode one and then look at episode 15 and automatically see growth. Where, yeah. you know, even with us, when I think about our episodes, when we were on here, you know, talking our talk, just randomly like shooting the shit. We, before we even really had a docket, it was like, we just want to talk about this. And we just like talked about it for like hours on end. Then we just like, you know what? We need to have structure. We need to have a docket. We need to have the shooting the shit. We need to, you know, this is when we start taking messages and leaving it. At one point we had a show where we had 76 messages. We could not end the show. Yeah. Like we were like, you know, because like at one point it was so enthralled. It was like, okay, there's so many people leaving messages. We, we had to just end the show. And I always told myself, it's like, I wish we could just go back and just listen to the messages that we didn't have. Shan will tell you, I'm still hoarding episodes from 2020. I have 11 episodes that I haven't published from that yet. I have Young Black and Bother episodes archived. I'm like, you know what? I'll drop them one day. They'll just be a bonus. So what I'm going to do and what I vow to do is by the end of the year, I'm going to drop every episode that I have not dropped because I don't want them to go two years unheard so if you hear some shit and it sounds like the old greg who just used to talk shit guess what that that was the old me so i'll I'll leave that this brought me to another point before i get out of here um whoever came in or whoever just stopping in we about to end the show but it's a good one so you might want to play this back with pen and paper um we're just giving tips but at the same time if you do shows and you got shows sitting when you don't feel like recording one week or one day or you got a vacation coming up put them shits in queue to be posted automatically so it looks like you're always on time with your podcast but you really just organized you don't have to podcast every day to have a podcast every day like my sundays i use as prep so I'm doing all of the shows for the week on Sunday. I'm doing my YouTube on Sunday. And I'm going to cut up and do clips throughout the week to look like I did all of this shit on that day. You have to learn how to organize yourself or have somebody who's like your accountability person to be like, you know what? I want to focus on this this month. Can you help me? 
I just need somebody to remind me to do this. Some people need that. Me personally, I don't need that because I do that for myself. But some people need a person to do that. If you ask a person to do that for you, do what the hell they said because you asked for the help. And there is a platform called Good Pods where you can network with other podcasters on there that are indie podcasters. When people say indie podcasters, basically is people who are um, organically creating a podcast of their own without a big company backing them by millions of dollars. Um, a lot of podcasters that have millions of listeners are backed by a huge company that's pushing um, their podcast, kind of like a harper's publishing company for books all of those books do millions of dollars but if i self-published a book i'm probably not going to do millions it's going to take me a while to get to millions because i'm not at a big company that pushes marketing for books same thing with indie podcasters and mainstream podcasters you can build up to become that if somebody picks you up or a network, but you are considered an indie podcaster if you do it yourself or you're not bringing in 10,000 listens per episode. A lot of people are at 10,000 listens per episode. That's where they get the opportunities that they get. You got to make the work and work up to it. And YouTube is now allowing you to do short videos and make more money from your short videos on YouTube than your longer ones. So don't overwork yourself. Um, check out Stream Studio for your videos. If you do a lot of live videos, um, check out shambipodden.com, heygreg.io. Is that correct? Damn right. Okay. And um, again, this was a good one. This was a 30 for 30, more like a um, 60 minute for 60 minutes. <laughs> but um, it was a great show. Um, play it back if you like. Brianna and Vader, have a good night, a good morning, and we will check you guys next weekend. Bye. In the meantime, don't forget to check out She Gets a Podcast on your favorite podcast app and Young Black and Bothered Podcast with Greg and his folks on your favorite podcast app. Now back to the show.